This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Thursday. And you know what that means. That means tomorrow night is the Halloween special of the Friday Night Freak Show. I hope Sparkles is going to be able to join us. He'd been awfully sick this week. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I didn't even think to save it. She just sent me a picture. I don't I don't think she'll get upset at me showing this to you. With how red faced she looked after coughing today. Apparently she got sent home from her job. Or the FBI doesn't get me. Maybe I have internet issues. Also, I need an apology from you, Fox. Cause let's find out what yelling at my maintenance tech actually got motherfucker there we go here's sparkles after her coughing fit at work that got her sent home because she has bronchitis and apparently her medicine is not helping her I hope she's feeling better I hope she'll be here tomorrow I'm willing to risk getting myself sick which I don't think bronchitis is, is contagious that I know of but what the fuck do I know I'm willing to risk getting myself sick to be sure to bring you guys a Halloween spectacular for your freaking Friday. Yes, one year ago today, we were just, what, four days away, five days away from the 2020 presidential election? Holy shit. What a difference a year makes. Got a fantastic show for you tonight. We're, we're going to end the show... I did a I did a little teasing. Oh oh I need I need to tell you the story about me cussing out the tech yesterday and what it got me. What it got me was that today the lead residential technician and the lead maintenance tech came to my apartment. Fabulous guys. Loved them. We they were here for a few hours. So I didn't get I didn't get the dumb fuck installer that didn't have a clue what he was talking about. I actually got the big boys. And they listened to me. They understood what was going on. They were incredibly helpful. I offered them coffee. Offered to give them some fucking cake. And I finally got what I wanted all along. And what I've been asking for from every person in every encounter of this, was just a phone number to call when this happens. Because they keep telling me, we can't see it happening. So I'm like, okay, give me somebody here locally that I can call when it happens so you can do something about it. Supposedly they've got a maintenance tech here in my apartment complex for the next week. Just hanging out about eight or nine every night. In case this happens to me. So we're going to get this fixed. Finally. So ha ha ha. Cussing out the. Technician they sent. Actually got me somewhere. (laughs) Or also threatened to contact the attorney general on them. Like I'm fucking pissed about this. 
Towards the end of the show, we're going to watch a segment from the Jake Jacobs show. I've never never heard of this motherfucker. Facebook sent me one of his ads. He's some, he's, he's somebody that's you know comparable audience to me in the you know want to be a internet celebrity sphere. Jake Jacobs has a segment on woke Halloween, and we are going to watch his segment on woke Halloween. I'm really looking forward to hearing his take. I'm sure it's not incredibly stupid. And I sent him that message and taunted him. Told him to drop by. Now, will he? He won't. But sometimes you get these idiots that have these gigantic egos. They really want to hear other people talk about them. Looks like he's blocked my messages. Because of course he did. Swear it, text and be rewarded. Well, remember, like, I'm paying for a service, and how many times have we been cut off? I have a relationship with you guys. And, and, and I fiend for that attention when I'm not with you all. It makes me sad. Warlord! Ring of Honor! It's gone! It looks like the company's gonna be dead. Are you sad? Are you happy that a lot of the talent is gonna be going to the Wednesday night show now? What's your take? I'm looking forward to a possible FTR versus the the Briscoes. I think that could be fantastic. Tonight, we're going to talk about Andrew Cuomo, who has been charged in the sexual assault case. Uh, forcible touching, I believe, was the name of the charge. A mom is actually defending. Remember, we watched the video last night. No, it wasn't a video. We just saw the, the pictures posted by the high school athletics department about... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds, like, laughable. It's only a misdemeanor. We're, we'll, we'll find out what kind of charge that is. But this, there's one, uh, one of the parents of one of the students that dressed up in lingerie and gave a lap dance to their teacher slash mayor is defending, defending the incident. And uh, the Blaze was the one to report that because, of course, the Blaze. I just, the Ben Shapiro talking the other day about how the left or the right wants to ban pornography from schools. Here's the Blaze publishing the uh, apologies. Kids don't know any better. That's right. But the mayor and the principal, the mayor of the town and the principal of the school, should. But apparently this is not the first incident he's had where he's like, apparently he, he smokes with the kids at school or some shit. Uh, twice he's been accused of underage drinking or promoting underage drinking. So he sounds like a real winner. He's in a position of power. Not only the principal of the school, but the mayor of the town of Hazard, Kentucky. I love the dichotomy there. Cool mayor, predator. 
We have a trooper that's been charged with murder after a high-speed chase, which needs to happen more often. How many times do we do stories about high-speed chases that result in death or injury to people that had nothing to do with the incident? What makes sense? Weed! I don't mind if I do. Where's my bowl? Uh, did we, we did that story yesterday, didn't we? Or do I have that story for today? I think we did that last night. Are you out or are you, are your lungs not able to take hitting it? Oh, it's all good. I I don't even know. It might be on my list for tonight. I don't. I'm I'm a fucking stoner. I don't know when I like. Did I do it last night? Did I do it tonight? Oh, sparkles! It's just smoker's cough. Get over it. <laughs> She's been making memes about her sickness. Are you going to be here tomorrow? That's what everybody wants to know. Is Sparkles going to join us for the Friday Night Freak Show? Where's your memes? I saved them, I thought. Oh, well. I had memes of sick sparkles coming for me. Goddamn Grim Reaper up in here. Apparently I didn't save them or I deleted them. Unknown. I hope you're feeling well enough to have dinner and have some chuckles with me and the gang here on the Freak Show. If not, I'm sure I can pull an audible and call up the media winch and uh, get a co-host for tomorrow. I don't think that'd be hard. She she knows how to make the edibles. For those of you listening to the podcast, Sparkles is saying she's in a diaper right now because she cough pees. What else we got on this show tonight, motherfuckers? Oh, Trump wrote a letter to the Wall Street Journal, a letter to the editor. They actually fucking published it. Apparently, they're taking some flack for that. (laughs) Main man Trump. John Eastman, the lawyer who drafted the batshit crazy legal memo about how they could steal the election. Apparently, he is going to get subpoenaed. We're going to talk about uh, Facebook's name change, apparently. Costco raising wages. Starbucks workers breaking within the last couple of hours. I couldn't even find a news story about it. Starbucks workers are allowed to unionize according to a ruling from the National Labor Relations Board. 
Oh, plus we've got some we got some fun shit that happened on the house floor with some oil executives. But first, the progressives had balls. The progressives won tonight. No vote on the bipartisan infrastructure bill. House Democratic leaders on Thursday abandoned another attempt to clear the Senate-passed bipartisan infrastructure bill as progressives held firm to their refusal to back it without a concrete agreement on a separate social spending package. Now, I would love to be able to run down all of the things that are actually going to be in that package for you guys. But it is changing by the minute, so hopefully we're going to get a better a better idea come Sunday's show of exactly what the package is going to look like, but it gives me hope. Progressives aren't backing down. We won. It's the third time in about a month that House Democratic leadership has punted the bill, and it came after President Biden made a rare visit to the Capitol to beseech House Democrats to help him advance his agenda as a matter of demonstrating that American democracy can still function. Let's hear what Biden had to say this afternoon, shall we? And you know, none of us are high enough for this shit. The most significant investment since we built the interstate highway system and won the space race decades ago. This is about rebuilding the arteries of our... Oh, oh, speaking of space race, it was 2012 when Tesla received a government bailout. I, I misspoke last night. 2012 when Tesla... And I didn't even look that up or anything after the show. I just happened to be watching or reading something and came across that fact and was like, oh, well, shit. Our economy. Let me correct myself. Across the country now, there are 45,000 bridges and 173,000 miles of roads that are important. Some of the bridges you don't even take a chance of going to. That was that was the fictitious band in the Mark Wahlberg movie, right? Green Dragon. It can't be built back to the same standard because the weather's not going to get a lot better. We just got to keep from getting a heck of a lot worse. We have to build back better and stronger. No one should have to hold their breath as they cross a rundown bridge or a dangerous intersection in their hometown. We're going to put hardworking Americans on the job to bring our infrastructure up to speed. Good union jobs and prevailing wages. Jobs you can raise the family on. My dad would say you have a little breathing room. Jobs that can't be outsourced. I don't think your dad says jobs much as shit, dude. I'm sure he's dead. Pipes. So families can drink clean. If not, he must be proud, Joe. Of our children and putting plumbers and pipe fitters to work. Jobs laying thousands of miles of transmission lines. I'm an idiot. Jobs making a high-speed internet affordable and available everywhere in rural and urban America. Particularly including the 35% of rural America that goes without it right now. This pandemic has made clear the need for affordable and available high-speed internet. The idea of a parent having to put their kids in the car for virtual learning, drive and sit in a McDonald's parking lot so the child can access the internet when school is taught virtually. And I can attest to the fact that we have some of the worst goddamn internet in the world. Well, probably, probably not the worst in the industrialized world. They're fully paid for. They don't add a single penny to the deficit. 
They don't raise taxes on anyone making less than $400,000 a year. I, Scrabby, I'm happy for you. Thank like, Here's how. Yes, I had good representatives for my internet service provider. You got a good FEMA representative. Awesome. Because especially like when it comes to emergency assistance, there are a hell of a lot of stories of people not getting the... There, there's money. There's money for, like, rental assistance all over this fucking country. And they're having a hard time in states, especially in states like Alabama, Mississippi, Missouri, shit like that, having a hard time dispersing it. And there are horror stories of people just not even being able to get to talk to someone. Oh, wow. It could have been a processing issue or something. I'm sorry, Scrappy. That's that's fucking horrible. And, just, and like, we're not out of the woods yet when it comes to weather. There could still be a storm. Just smash the fucking uh, Gulf Toast. How? I don't want to punish anyone. Fucking hurricane season's like year-round now. I want everyone to be able to, if they want to be a millionaire or billionaire, to be able to seek their goal. But all I'm asking is, pay your fair share. Sparkle Slavender. Pay your fair share. Pay your fair share. Well, I mean, Donald Trump had a perfectly good plan to nuke a hurricane. Last year... The 55 most profitable corporations in America, 55 of them, paid zero, zero in federal income tax on about $40 billion in profit. If they report big profits to their shareholders. Apparently, the billionaire tax has been axed. But I've seen conflicting reports about that. We'll have a 15% minimum on the largest corporations, a minimum tax of 15%. The top 1% of the wealthiest Americans evade, as estimated by the experts, $160 billion a year in federal taxes. That's wrong. We're going to change that. I want to emphasize what I said from the beginning. Under my plans, if you earn less than $400,000, you won't... Grabby, your landlord is a double fucking ACAB. In fact, these bills continue cutting taxes for middle class. For child care, for health care. This argument that's going on between Sparkles and this Steinbergius is, is, is interesting to me. In the middle class of this country have been dealt out of the American... What's going on with you guys? Is this a lover or your kid? Did your kid sign up for fucking Twitch? Or is this just is this just somebody you don't even know and you're trolling each other? It could be any of them. Oh, okay, okay. What up, David? <laughs> deal. It's time to deal. With- I was hoping it was just a complete stranger. I ran for president, saying it was time to reduce the, co- the burden on the middle class. To re- I thought you ran for president because you thought Trump was immoral. 
I couldn't have been. I, I thought you ran for president because nobody else could fucking derail the progressives in Bernie Sanders' candidacy. That's why I thought you ran for president. Because you thought you would be able to cobble together the coalition that would be able to take down the progressives. That's why I thought you ran for president. The very moment I announced my candidacy. That's why I wrote these bills in the first place and took them to the people. I campaigned on them. And the American people spoke. This agenda, the agenda that's in these bills. Rich people wanted him to run. One million Americans voted for. More people voted than any time in America. I think one of my cats took a stinky shit. That's what they voted for. Their voices deserve to be heard, not denied, or worse, ignored. Because here's what I know. We make these investments, there will be no stopping the American people or America. <laughs> what, as the bill stands right now? said, it's never been a good bet to bet against the American people. The $3.5 trillion was woefully inadequate as it was. Which means it's always a good bet to bet on the American people. Just give them half a chance. And that's what we're doing. That's what these plans do. They're about betting on America. About believing in America. About believing in the capacity of the American people. I would bet on America to fuck shit up. What becomes crystal clear is this. And to do the absolute wrong thing. Half a chance. The American people have never, ever, ever, ever let the country down. So let's get this done. God bless you all and may God protect your troops. And I'll see you in Italy and in Scotland. Thank you. You know, Scrappy, I actually um, applied or requested the information from my ISP. I was like, hey, if they'll, if they'll pay like $50 of my... Because it, it was like on the front page when I went to go pay my bill one time. I'm like, oh, hey, you know, if they'll pay it, like, oh, I'll fucking take that. They have never messaged me. That was like two months ago. Fuckers. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, what is I'm not hard up. But I mean, it would be helpful. Oh, that's that's super fucking cool. Awesome. Thank you, Scrappy. And every, everybody else that needs that number. And hey, if you guys are struggling out there, there are, uh, there's usually a county, there's a city, there's a state assistance for any kind of electricity, rental assistance that's out there. Those programs are out there. They suck. They're going to be, they're going to be hard to fucking get to talk to somebody. It's going to take a while to disperse the funds, but if, if it's better than fucking nothing, try it out if you need to. All right, today in the House, they held a hearing with oil executives, and apparently it got kind of saucy. This first clip is from Representative Ariana Presley. Okay. The gentleman yields back. The gentleman from the gentlewoman from Massachusetts, Ms. Presley, is recognized for five minutes. Uh, thank you, Chairwoman Maloney. We must treat this climate crisis like lives de- depend on it because they quite literally do. In my district, the Massachusetts... You rock, Scrabby. Thank you. ...rise caused by an increase in global temperatures, which is a direct result of the continued operations of the oil and gas... Uh, companies before this committee 
will destabilize families and sink entire communities. From Cambridge and Chelsea to the Fenway and East Boston, my constituents are living in regions that will be completely underwater if we do not take bold action to transition to 100% renewable, zero emission energy sources as outlined in the Green New Deal. And as I fight for the livelihoods of my neighbors, I'm clear-eyed that my opposition is the massive lobbying campaign by the billion-dollar corporations appearing before this committee today. Your companies invest hundreds of millions of dollars in lobbying efforts each year, some of which is disclosed and reported. But the truth is, these amounts represent only a fraction of what is actually spent against our efforts to save lives and our planet. We know- look no further than the Exxon lobbyist who was talking about how they had Joe Manchin by the balls. Look no further than uh, the money that is pouring in on behalf of Kirsten Cinema. Kirsten Cinema. On media buys and billboards and shit in Arizona to support her from Republican groups. You know, a key part of Big Oil's disinformation campaign is funding and backing so-called shadow groups to fight against our climate justice efforts. Shadow groups are think tanks, pressure organizations, and other groups. Yep, yep, yep. Funding from industry to looking at you, co- brothers. Want its fingerprints on. Mr. Brother, former lobbyist, admitted joining shadow groups to undermine efforts on climate. Exxon stated that his comments were, quote, entirely inconsistent, unquote, with your company's work. Mr. Woods, do you stand by that statement? Yes or no? Yes, I do. Mr. Woods, is it your testimony that Exxon has not at any point funded any think tanks, advocacy organizations or other shadow groups against climate change efforts? Yes or no? position we take is transparent and we publish the groups that we support on our website so that's a yes well whatever your statements are now i think you know the truth is uh, is clear here that for years exxon has funded dozens of these shadow groups like i mean it was a great answer for example a leading climate science denial group which has stated that global warming is actually good for the planet mr woods do you commit right here to stop funding organizations that reject the science of climate change, yes or no? No. I do not support the Heartland Group, so. Yes or no? Do you commit right here to not fund organizations that reject the science of climate change? We do not support climate denial. We do not ask people to uh, lobby anything different than our publicly supported position or uh, expressed position. With millions of dollars that are going to lobbyists, super PACs, and shadow groups, these corporations refuse to invest in their own workers to ensure they have a future in a renewable energy economy. A just transition from pollution-based profits to healthy, green living means that no worker will be left behind. Mr. Woods, what percentage of ExxonMobil's annual revenue is being used to train your workers for jobs in renewable energy sectors? What percentage? We are focused on making sure that our workforce is capable of uh, operating our current operations, and we are investing uh, uh, time and, and resources I'm, I'm sorry, in developing new time. solutions. I'm, I'm going to reclaim my time since you weren't providing um, a percentage. So uh, will you commit to providing this committee with the documentation to this answer? We'll work with you to give you what you need. 
All right. Mr. Worth, what percentage of Chevron annual revenue is being used to train? I, I think with the with the Internet thing, it's like anything since April of 2020, like if you've qualified for unemployment. I can tell you we're committed to meeting the needs. of. If your taxes were, were so fucking low, if you're on SSI, what Scrabby said. So I'm going to run out of time. Will you commit to providing this committee with the documentation on this answer? We will work with the committee to provide responses. All right. Ms. Watkins, what percentage of Shell's annual revenue is being used to train your workers for jobs in renewable energy sectors? Congresswoman, I don't have a number, but I will be happy to work with you to, to get one. What I I'm assuming it's a goose egg. What we're finding is that we have engineers that have built offshore oil and gas platforms in the Gulf. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're now able to- I'm going to run out of time, but thank you for that commitment to work with the committee. Uh, Mr. Lawler, what percentage of BP America's annual revenue is being used to train your workers for jobs in renewable energy sectors? I'll need to review what that number is, but what I can say, we're creating entire business units for the renewable sector, entire business units, spending up to $5 billion a year by 2030. Will you work with the committee to provide us with those actual percentages? Yes, we will. Okay. So I think the point here is that putting profits before people like those in my district and the world. I think the point here is we should nationalize the energy industry. crisis is so dire. One climate scientist said, quote, what we do in the next 10 years will matter for 10,000 years, unquote. I believe that what we do in the next 10 days on infrastructure investments will be the true predictor of our planet's future. The Build Back Better Act is a climate justice bill and a workers justice bill. We can and we must act with urgency. Thank you. I, she makes an amazing, or she makes a good point. I mean, it's not amazing. It's not, it's not, there is nothing good about what I'm getting ready to say. Unfortunately, she's right. Like, it's these next 10 days. This is the window. It's closing. It's amazing to me that the last time that the Democrats had a majority and were able to do any sort of even remotely progressive agenda was 2008, 2009. Or 2009, I'm sorry. Come the 2010 midterms, it was all over. Fucking. That was 12 years ago. That's the, last, that's the last time we had a chance to do anything that was even remotely. I, I, I hesitate to even use the word progressive. It was a hell of a lot of corporate giveaways, but it, 30-something million more people got insurance. We invested in some infrastructure. There were actually construction projects done in this country. AOC got her chance to go at the oil executives. Now, I'm getting ready to play you a Republican who didn't appreciate these ladies and their questioning. Madam Chair, and, you know, it's not lost on me that we are having a hearing today surrounding fossil fuel misinformation and disinformation campaigns on the same day that we are scheduled to vote on legislation that has been deeply influenced by the lobbying efforts of the fossil fuel industry. It's a wonderful uh, opportunity for us to be speaking with the CEOs of BP, Chevron, Exxon Shell, and the American Petroleum Institute. Um, Speaking of which, Mr. Somers, as the president of the American Petroleum Institute, what in the fuck is the American Petroleum Institute? And champion the fossil fuel industry, and that. Includes- well, I mean, the think tank. I know that, but like, why would we need that? For the United States Congress, 
You told CNN on television, quote, we are leaving everything on the field here in terms of our opposition to reconciliation. We are using every tool at our disposal to work against these energy proposals. And frankly, Mr. Somers, I appreciate your can- To stop what the people of the United States voted for, what is incredibly popular proposals, despite what right-wing media is trying to say to you, the American people overwhelmingly support this $3.5 trillion bill and the proposals in it. I... Yeah, I didn't word that right. It, but like that's that's the closest thing that we have had to any sort of leftist action at all in what forty fucking fifty years in this country. Two years. A decade ago, that's once in my adult life. This is the second time. It's like fucking the Republicans have dominated the entire time I have been alive. But somehow people come on my show and say that Mitch McConnell capitulates to Democrats. What the fuck are you talking about? Candor, because most lobbying uh, organization heads aren't as forthright and transparent about their efforts to manipulate U.S. legislation. Um, So what does that all-out approach look like? Am I correct, Mr. Summers, that the oil and gas industry overall, including the companies that you represent and members you represent today, has spent about $55.6 million in lobbying within the last 10 months this year alone? That that figure sounds right to you, correct? Congresswoman, thank you for your question. But let me clarify something, first of all, about who the American Petroleum Institute is. Please, please. First of all, is that we're a standard-setting organization for the global oil and gas industry. Mm -hmm. We maintain over 700 standards in the areas of health, environment, and safety. In addition to that, we advocate for the oil and gas Mr. Somers. And how long have you guys been an organization? Because in my lifetime, you've done, like, fucking none of that. Is that figure $55.6 million in lobbying funds correct or not? I have limited time. Congresswoman, I don't have those numbers at okay. my disposal. Well, according to our disclosures, that seems to be the figure, but I, I will move on. Um, I would like to turn my attention to Mr. And I apologize, we just simply don't have much time allocated here. Uh, Mr. Woods, um, as a CEO of... We don't have much time allocated. That is... Are familiar with an individual by the name of Keith McCoy? Dropping the ball on the Democrats' part. One of your top lobbyists, correct? He was a senior advisor in our Washington office. I see. Now, earlier this year, McCoy was recorded... Caught on tape. ...session as saying, quote, I liken lobbying to fishing. You have to bait. You throw that bait out there just to kind of reel members of Congress in because they are a captive audience. They know that they need you, and I need them. And he also alluded to having weekly calls with certain members of Congress as debates around reconciliation were being formed. Uh, Are you aware of these calls? 
I am not aware of the calls. You are not aware of the calls. Have you participated in any calls with members of Congress throughout this process of uh, reconciliation and uh, infrastructure? I have. You have. Are political donations ever discussed during your calls with members of Congress? No, they're not. They are not. Does your compensation package... Not directly, I'm sure. ...as a result of the value of your compensation increase, as a result of increased production from Exxon's refineries? No, volumes from our refineries are not part of my compensation. Is Exxon stock, Is your compensation tied to Exxon's stock price? Yes. It is, and so I would assume... So, yes, it is tied to... Exxon's stock price and... Oil production. production. ...that would have a boost in the value of your compensation, correct? My compensation is based on a number of metrics and parameters from environmental safety and value creation, technology development. It is a portfolio of responsibilities that the compensation committee judges me on. Thank you very much. Well, yeah, but they've got the they've got BP and Exxon execs there as well. Often gets lost in these conversations is that some of us have to actually live the future that you all are setting on fire for us. Mm-hmm. By 2028, crop yields are be, are already projected to begin to fail, with famine beginning to hit the world's most vulnerable populations. By 2038. Current U.S. drought, fire, and extreme heat trends make, will, could potentially make whole regions of the United States unlivable if we continue the trends that lobbyists are trying to, to pers- have us pursue. And we have a tipping point by 2036. We do not have the privilege or the luxury of lobbyist spin. And it is incredibly important that we don't reach net zero or in, in some imaginary future, but that we actually cut through to carbon emissions reductions here in the United States and globally. I, uh, I submit back to the chair. I, I, oh, no, 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 no. I want to, I want to, I didn't see this clip earlier. They must have just put this up. Jamie Raskin goes in on chair, Donald Trump's party of the execs. He's engaged in campaigns of propaganda and disinformation about climate change, which he said was a Chinese hoax, COVID-19, which he said would disappear by Easter of last year, the 2020 presidential election, which he continues to claim that he won despite the fact that Joe Biden beat him by more... In the Wall Street fucking journal this morning was claiming he won. ...in the Electoral College, and of course the violent January 6th insurrection, which he says really took place on November 3rd, and... Uh, adding for good measure that uh, the pro-Trump rioters greeted our police officers with hugs and kisses, which is presumably how more than 140 of them ended up injured with broken noses, necks, vertebrae. Some of them did give them hugs and kisses. Trump's party. There was an element of collusion with certain segments of the Capitol Police. Standard operating procedure. And we see the ideological machinery of lies, working overtime today. But as astronomer Neil deGrasse Tyson has observed, the great thing about science is that it's true whether or not you believe in it. So they don't believe in science, facts, or the U.S. A shit ton of cops. There were so many cops there. They've positioned themselves outside of the constitutional order, attacking our constitutional order. But we believe in science. A lot of retired cops as well. Now, the Lancet report on the health effects of climate change told us last week that this is a civilizational emergency right now, 
not in the future, today. Rising temperatures, says the Washington Post, have led to higher rates of heat illness, causing farm workers to collapse in the fields. Uh, we've got to get rid of the Electoral College. And I, I, I like Insects <laughs> carrying tropical diseases have multiplied and spread towards the poles. The amount of plant... Like, it ain't, it ain't, we don't have a, a legal means to do it right now. ...conditions, and on and on. Record drought, record flooding, record forest fires, record... Unless, like, how many states does it take? ...and velocity. We cannot afford any more propaganda. There are several states that are now awarding their their votes to whoever won the popular vote against public policies designed to save humanity. The First Amendment does not protect fraudulent commercial speech, despite everything. Yeah, yeah, like the details of the bill are changing by the minute. That's why I didn't do a. Detailed rundown of exactly what's in the bill. But hey, as we were coming on, the progressives once again held up the bipartisan infrastructure bill. So they are indeed showing some balls. However, Representative Pramila Jayapal, who is the chair of the Progressive Caucus, has indicated that she is ready to capitulate on the billionaire tax. Yeah, I haven't even heard about student loan forgiveness in fucking forever. I didn't know that that was even supposed to be in this bill. This was something that was supposed to be done by executive action, which would be a boon to the economy right off the bat. And hey, Joe Biden, going into 2022, it would be a very, very, very good thing for you to do. Thing is, my cohort needs to get out and actually be able to go door-to-door, knock on doors, and get some Democratic Congress people elected. We're not under 50, 60, 70, 80 grand of student loan debt. Probably make it a hell of a lot easier. That is something that can be done by executive action. Well, yeah, but you have to have, like, two-thirds of the states. You have to have, like, two-thirds of the Senate. I... Getting rid of it is is going to be hard. I don't... The state route is probably the easiest. I guess, but like... I don't know, but I agree with you. And I... I, I try to convince right-wingers of that. Like, what is your argument against the Electoral College? Oh, then California gets to decide the election. Well, guess what, motherfuckers? There's more people in California. If we're if we're going to weight votes, we should weight the votes towards the people of California because that's that's where the economic output is. Not have somebody in Wyoming's vote be worth like four or five, six times more than somebody in California. I can't remember what the actual number was. That's how you get Florida. <laughs> I just like well I'm just I'm talking about the the way to be able to abolish the electoral college. You you have to have a, a constitutional amendment and that's hard. Especially when there's so many Democrats that are invested in it as well. It just has to be a popular uprising 
And we have to have right-wingers on our side to get rid of it, and they're never going to do that because it benefits them. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. It would take a constitutional amendment to get rid of it. Like, that's fucking hard. (laughs) There's going to have to be some kind of popular uprising in order to make that happen, to put the pressure on people to do it. But you don't... Right-wing voters... Don't fucking care. One person, one vote. It should make sense. It benefits us. Scout McIntyre versus. And it's like I get into them with the argument of gerrymandering. I'm like, we need to end gerrymandering. Will Democrats do it too? I'm like, well, that's the argument for getting rid of it, you dumb fuck. Thank you. I've thought about I, I, I Just start running as Republicans, guys. What are they going to fucking do? And if you run as a goddamn Republican, you can just... You don't have to be smart. You can say batshit crazy things. I can go out there and say all kinds of crazy lefty things while running as a Republican. They don't know the fucking difference. Wear a MAGA hat and, and fucking describe everything in the Communist Manifesto... And just don't tell them it's Karl Marx and they'll... (laughs) They're that goddamn stupid. Oh, fucking... We fuck disabled people over so much. And my mother uh, got very sick when I was in high school. And, and she, she's been on disability for years, but I know the fucking struggle. And you, you make a good point about representation. I had never thought about that, Scrappy. People with disabilities lack representation. And this is another thing, like, for the podcast listeners, I'm going to try to repeat comments that I'm responding to in the comment section because you guys have no clue what the fuck I'm saying, especially when I'm arguing with some right-winger that came in here. Well, I'll try to read back the comments. But yeah, people with disabilities lack representation in our government because of all the barriers that we put up, such as they lose their disability if they fucking run for office. Oh, God, I didn't even know that. So it's even worse when you get hurt when you're a minor because you haven't worked enough for full benefit. Just like 30% and Medicare instead of Medicaid. Or Medicaid instead of Medicare, yes. Even when you're 65. No fucking way. I, Scrappy, thank you so much for bringing that to my attention. As, As... As an able-bodied person, it that's the, I have a blind spot to that shit. And that is absolutely a cause that I will take up and champion. I just, I didn't know about it. I, you should harp on it. And, and thank you for informing someone like me who is a big mouth that likes to harp on bullshit going on in our country. Because I will fucking harp on it. 
you see so many stories and I'm glad I'm glad for social media. Like you see the stories like there was a they had to have a commitment ceremony because they can't get married because they're on disability and they'll lose their checks. That's wrong. What the fuck is wrong with it? I, I hate any kind of means testing. Getting off on a tangent here. Let's let's let Raskin give us some catharsis and cuss out some oil executives. Elections Commission stating clearly that the government may and does punish fraud directly. Check out the Central Hudson case declaring that if commercial speech is fraudulent, it is no longer protected by the First Amendment and it may be regulated by the government. Mr. Lawler, do you accept that the First Amendment does not accept fraudulent commercial speech? Sir, I just wouldn't say that I'm an expert on that particular topic. Mr. Worth, do you accept that the First Amendment does not protect fraudulent commercial speech? Uh, Congressman, uh, I uh, am not a constitutional scholar, and uh, I would uh, trust uh, those who are. Ms. Watkins, do you accept that the First Amendment does Spoiler not alert. Fraudulent- Spo- spoiler alert. Words have ruled no. I'm not an expert on... Uh- on, on the legal aspects of this. I'm sorry. Well, Mr. Woods, uh, your company has filed several briefs about this, trying to use the First Amendment as a sword in litigation against uh, Massachusetts Attorney General Healy. Do you accept that the First Amendment does not protect fraudulent speech? Absolutely take it, Dustin. Uh, lawyer, sir. Um, are, are you aware of the litigation that uh, Exxon brought against Healy in federal district court in Texas? I'm aware that we've had several suits filed against us, and we've hired lawyers to defend our rights. Well, look, use your common sense, and I appreciate the fact you're not a lawyer, but using your common sense, do you think that a company has the right to lie, for example, about climate change and then use the First Amendment as a camouflage and a shield against litigation? No. I don't believe companies should lie, and I would tell you that we do not do that. But, but leaving that aside, because there might be... I call bullshit. You're lying right now. But do you believe if a company were to lie in commercial speech about something like climate change, it should not be protected by the First Amendment? I don't believe companies should lie. Okay. And what if a company were to lie? Is that protected by the First Amendment? I think the legal system and our court systems are designed to deal with those types of issues. Well, yes, indeed. In fact, you filed a brief uh, in San Francisco. Uh, Unfortunately, it's a civil matter, and they can just pay the penalty. Um, and I'd like to submit for the record the opinion by New York District Court Judge Valeria Caproni dismissing... They don't have the right to lie, but the legal recourse is a civil case. Thank you, Madam Chair. I would hope as we move forward, uh, every person in America and every person on Earth has an interest in us defeating this climate nightmare. And I would hope that the corporations, which have received a lot of beneficence, a lot of bounty from the U.S. taxpayers, at the very least would not lie about climate change and would not try to drape themselves in the First Amendment in order to protect their lies. I yield back to you, Madam Chair. I mean, this is the same fucking playbook that the tobacco industry ran. Fuck off. They are liars. Not everybody was appreciative of the Democrats holding the executives to the fire. 
Now, we've we've watched many, many, many hearings on this show. We watched the right-wingers just go fucking nuts on people. I think you should resign! Blah, 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 blah. But hey, did you see anything out of line about AOC or Representative Presley or Representative Raskin's questioning? No, you didn't. It was awfully respectful given the situation, the dire situation we were in. But hey, hey, hey. Representative Andy Biggs thinks that the Democrats were way out of line. I've uh, been in and out of this hearing, but I heard the opening statements uh, and listened to a good deal of the questioning of this morning. And I will tell you that um, if there's one thing that I hope those leading these, uh, uh, these very important energy companies and the Petroleum Institute understand is that these, these very important energy companies, guys. Very important energy companies. You've, you've kind of got yourself here. You've seen the attitude. You've heard the attitude from the folks of the left in this committee. It's because of your appeasement. That's what it is. So when, when you get asked this morning about aren't you embarrassed, that's, a, that's really kind of an irrational question to ask CEOs about their company policy. To ask, What? What? I think they should be embarrassed. I think you fuckers, Representative Biggs, you need to learn to feel embarrassment. I wish right-wingers could feel embarrassment. But I mean, Republican politicians tend to be sociopaths. Same with CEOs. So, And to vilify you and basically say, will you repudiate your membership in an, uh, uh, a manufacturing institute to then say... And repeatedly ask the question and to badger you. That's because you've been appeasing. I'm not saying that you shouldn't um, do your best to reduce uh, carbon emissions and and run a clean uh, company. I'm saying that you've been brought here so they could beat the crap out of you. That's what this this is all about. And it, it hurt his fifis. And that's the shame of it all. This is a hearing where the Democrats attack American workers on the private sector. The president and his allies in Congress have consistently advocated for policies that have led to higher energy prices and increased inflation. In fact, in fact, though, uh, you've got Ron Klain retweeting this. He's the chief of staff of the White House saying, most of the economic problems we're facing, inflation, etc., are high-class problems. Well, even the New York Times has said, this year's Thanksgiving feast will wallop the wallet. And that's a result of Biden's policies. And part of those... Biden's po- I, Representative Biggs, I would love for you to tell me what Biden policies caused inflation. What Biden policies causes hang-up in the global supply chain when it's happening all over the world? What policy can you point to, Representative Biggs, when we are still operating under a Trump budget, the reconciliation bill that we keep talking about, that's the budget that the Democrats are trying to pass. They passed a continuing resolution for a month to give them a chance to put their budget together. We were operating under Trump's budget until October 1st. We had another month continuing resolution to operate at the same budget levels. We are still operating under a Trump budget. The only legislation the Democrats have passed has been the COVID relief bill, and we know that it was a boon to the economy. 
So what Biden policies can you point to that caused inflation, that caused the issues in the supply chain? Critical race theory fucked up the supply chain. On the energy industry. Some of the inflation is systemic, but some of it is driven by scarcity, just economic market-driven principles. So I hope you get the lesson because if nothing- it's all propaganda. It's all for you need to know something. These folks would regulate you right wing media tomorrow if they could. Motherfucker, yeah, I, I would nationalize them. I would nationalize them tomorrow because you shouldn't be able to operate an energy industry for profit. I don't know how anyone can own fucking oil in the ground. Or where I come from, from the coal mountains of eastern Kentucky. I don't know how someone can own the coal. Seems to me like that's everybody's coal and everybody's oil. And that we should operate those industries in the best interest of the nation and of our future. I don't see how anybody should be allowed to get rich off of that shit. Just like I don't see how anybody should be allowed to get rich off of pharmaceuticals or healthcare. And if that makes me a commie, sure, I'm a fucking commie. I don't think I am. Go fuck yourself, Representative Biggs. Don't pretend otherwise. No matter how good a corporate citizens you are or how sincere you are in trying to reduce carbon emissions... That's the purpose of... No matter how good of corporate citizens you are, we know that ExxonMobil specifically has been lying about climate change since the 70s. That they knew it was going on, that they have acted in their businesses' practices as if it's going on by raising their, their oil platforms and shit. But lied. Lied to the public and lobbied for legislation against clean energy. Go fuck yourself. Good corporate citizens, my ass. Hearing today to lay the foundation to get rid of you. And at the same time, you see the hypocrisy or inconsistency of this administration. Here's one dated today, this very morning. You've got... You've got... Amos Hochstein, the U.S. State Department Senior Advisor for Energy Security, saying energy producers, particularly OPEC, should be increasing its output. Here's one from two weeks ago. U.S. worried energy supply is not meeting demand. That is where we're headed in the future. What you do is important. Never forget it. Oh, in the future. In the future. We've done it in the past, too, sir. There's been energy crises. Canceling the Keystone Pipeline within hours of taking office and then removing sanctions on Russia's Nord Stream 2 pipeline, increasing Europe's dependence on Russian oil. We hear this from Mikhail I. Kruchikin, an energy analyst at the consultancy Russ Energy, saying, quote, we decided... We'll let them freeze a good bit this winter, and then they'll become more talkative and won't insist on quickly abandoning gas. The stakes are very high. This is a high-stakes game. The Russians get it. You get it. My colleagues across the aisle don't get it. If you're on the side of fucking CEOs in Russia, I think you're on the wrong side, Representative Biggs. Their tax and spend budget reconciliation bill will increase energy prices and cripple the American economy. I get that. Russia gets it. 
the CEOs of these oil companies, they get it. The fuck is wrong with this dude? How stupid are you? Goddamn. Right-wingers are morons. With gas prices at a seven-year high, Democrats in Congress are considering enacting a carbon tax to pay for their socialist policies. They love, they love to support, to tout their support of the Green New Deal, claiming that it is the only way to fight climate change. However, it excludes nuclear energy. Despite the fact that nuclear energy is carbon-free, low-cost, and is a reliable energy source. A Democrat member's former chief of staff, Saikit Chakrabarty, stated, quote, The interesting thing about the Green New Deal is it wasn't originally a climate change thing at all, because we really think of it as a how-do-you-change-the-entire-economy thing, close quote. He told the truth. Occasionally you're going to get that out. I urge you, continue being good corporate citizens, but understand, appeasement will lead to the demise of your industry and your company, which will result in thousands... What he's saying is keep paying for my fucking campaign and I'll keep sucking your cock here on the floor of Congress to do the opposite of what the American people want. I would like to submit for the record. Without objection. Um, I have uh, one called Oil Eases with U.S. urging producers to ramp up supplies dated today's date. Um, I have one uh, dated from Reuters dated October 7th. U.S. I have one called Suck of My Dick. Oh, Jesus Christ. We're just a few days away from what will be one of my Super Tuesday shows going forward. Andy Biggs. I believe he's the representative from Kentucky. Oh, I'm sorry, Arizona. Please do, Scrappy, please do. So we are looking at open secrets now for Andy Biggs. Auto industry, real estate, automotive. This was just the last election cycle, though. Look over the career. Pinnacle West Capital, Boeing, Club for Growth. Makes sense. I expected to see, uh, but it, like Exxon's probably doing it through some other group. I was expecting to see some oil groups there. So Joe Biden has been campaigning for Terry McAuliffe. I believe he's in Virginia right now. I mean, not like not like Virginia's far from D.C. Oh, Dodge doesn't want to go green, that's for sure. On Tuesday, we get the Terry McAuliffe 
Yunkin. Glenn Yunkin. I'm sorry, I spaced on his first name there. Glenn Yunkin. Matchup. Let's go to... Uh, I think it's Steve Karnacki is going to give us the breakdown of what the race is going to look like. Can come in many forms. Can come in the rage of a mob driven to assault, driven to assault the Capitol. Steve Karnacki is usually pretty good at breaking it down. Now watch me, watch me be wrong and Karnacki not be the guy we're getting. Welcome back. Was- oh, it's Chuck Todd. On behalf of Virginia's Democratic gubernatorial nominee Terry McAuliffe last night. Taking a not-so-veiled shot at Republican nominee uh, Glenn Youngkin in the race, who does wear a fleece. This morning, Youngkin called the remark, standard rhetoric from a failing campaign. So with less than a week to go before Election Day, another poll is now showing the race essentially tied. Last week, we through McAuliffe's path to victory. It's essentially banked on heavily on getting turnout close to presidential, closer to presidential levels. Essentially, more like 2017 than 2013. So let's take a look at what a Yunkin path to victory in Georgia, uh, Georgia, in this governor's race would look like. We're going to start with the overall numbers here. You can see. Close enough. Virginia, Georgia, who cares? In 2009, this is a Virginia that doesn't exist. In many ways, you can't really use 2009 as a model. But starting with 2013, Terry McCullough, when he won that race, he narrowly won over somebody that many Republicans thought was unelectable and looked unelectable in September. And then October shenanigans in Washington made this a very close race. You can see there, 2017 Northam, thanks to the power of Trump here. You see, but what's notable here is how the Republican number was the same. McCulloch benefited big time at that time by a third-party candidate who got 7%. So what is Youngkin's path? Path number one is simply keep the margins of Northern Virginia down. Obviously, if he can keep Terry McCulloch in the 70s here, in these key parts of Northern Virginia, Arlington, Alexandra, and under 60 in Fairfax County, He has a boxer's chance. You see what happens here, though. Northam got it to 80. Biden got it to 81 in Arlington County. And I don't know how this gets back to 70. Obviously, the percentage matters somewhat, but so does the raw number of votes as well. How do you can he reverse these trends eight to 10 points in these counties? That's the type of thing he has to do to pull that off. Now, let's take you to where he has to do well. This is some of the uh, Republican strongholds, Fauquier County and Exurb, really, that, as you can see, has been drifting towards the Democrats, but it's a small drift. It's still a Republican county. But look at here. Trump got less than 60 percent. Youngkin's going to have to do much better than that there. Look at the city of Lynchburg. Biden actually carried it, right? And this is the stuff that we've started to see. This is a, sort of the very outer range of the northern Virginia suburbs, if you will. He's got to sort of improve numbers here to make it look more like traditional Republicans. Uh, then, of course, you go to does Chuck Todd have some sort of like cops going on or some kind of sideburn thing going on? The area that Youngkin is trying to make this sort of what I would argue the topic of this race, which is or just a weird, just the way the light's hitting his beard or some shit's making me that see that drifted to become less swingy, as you can see. Biden gotten over sixty percent of the vote. If Youngkin is winning, way worse than sports Youngkin statistics. I assume Loudon gets looks more like 2013 Loudon than it does 2020 or 20. I mean, we're talking about turnout. We're a lot of advertising focused on the schools issue there. Chesterfield County. This is some closer to Richmond. So another. This is used to be considered reliably lean Republican, as you can see. McAuliffe lost it by eight points, but it is drifted towards the Democrats. This is a swing area that leans blue. This needs to look, uh, I think, narrowly red uh, if we see a Glenn Youngkin victory with that. So there's your paths. There's your paths. 
Now, Youngkin's chances hinge completely on being the candidate of Trump without mentioning Trump or campaigning with Trump, trying to thread this needle, because he wants the animated Trump voters. But when, like, when Chuck Todd was breaking down turnout, if you go out and campaign with Trump, that reminds Democrats of how much they hate Trump and it animates them. So that is why uh, Youngkin is apparently distancing himself from Trump. There's a will they, won't they thing going on. Uh, Trump announced Virginia trip hours after Glenn Youngkin has banned you ad. Uh, Okay, this was like an ad that uh, the Lincoln Project did. Oh, Donald, it's happening again. You Glenn Youngkin. President Trump endorsed me the next day. Without you, he was nothing. You gave him power. And I thanked him for it. That's why Glenn Youngkin has banned you from coming to Virginia. He used you. He thinks you're a li- Oh my god, they goaded him into that! Ah! Fuck the Lincoln Project, but fuck, this is brilliant. This is, this is directed at Trump. Because they want him to insert himself into the Virginia's race, into the Virginia governor's race. Trump endorsed me the next day. Without you, he was nothing. You gave him power. And I thanked him for it. That's why Glenn Youngkin has banned you from coming to Virginia. He used you. He thinks you're a loser and you'll make him one too. You are not welcome. He's embarrassed of you. He wants you to stay away. Not invited. Far away. Loser. Glenn Youngkin, just another rhino stabbing you in the back. They're ashamed of you. The Lincoln Project paid for and is responsible. <laughs> Love it. Donald Trump teased a potential trip to Virginia amid the tight gubernatorial election between Glenn Youngkin and Democrat Terry McAuliffe shortly after the Lincoln Project released an ad suggesting the GOP candidate has banned him from visiting the state to campaign with him. In a short statement on Wednesday afternoon, the former president said, chanting, we love Trump in Arlington, Virginia. Thank you, Arlington. See you soon. The statement was released one day after President Joe Biden campaigned with McAuliffe in Arlington with a small crowd of people chanting their support of Trump while the president was speaking at the event. It's not a Trump rally. We let them holler. That's what Biden said. Now, uh, Yunkin has responded this afternoon or this evening. Uh, do we have a local news hit on this? No, I thought I thought I thought we were getting a uh, local report. Uh, Yunkin said he is not coming. And in fact, we're campaigning as Virginians in Virginia with Virginians. And we've got another four days left on our bus tour, and then we've got to fly around, and then we've got to vote. <laughs> so there you go. The claws are out. It's... F- Tuesday's going to be wild, and I have a feeling it's going to be a late one. We'll be here. Now, I think Virginia actually does a pretty good job of counting their votes. I just think it's going to be close. Not anything about how they administer their elections. Usually, they are pretty fast on returns. 
Some people want to let sleeping dogs lie, but the Wall Street Journal prefers to let ex-presidents lie. This is from Yahoo News. On Wednesday, the newspaper printed a letter to the editor from former President Donald Trump, where he basically regurgitated all the demonstrably false claims he's already made about the 2020 election. The paper came under fire for letting Trump spread false information without any sort of fact check. On Thursday, the paper's editorial board defended the decision to print Trump's letter without any kind of factual pushback by claiming that it trusts its readers to make up their own minds about the statement. Editorial added, And we think it's news when an ex-president who may run in 2024 wrote what he did, even if, or perhaps especially if, his claims are bananas. Editorial board justified printing Trump's election lies without clarification by claiming that Mr. Trump is making these claims elsewhere, so we hardly did him a special favor by letting him respond to our editorial. Editor said that the paper offers the same courtesy to others we criticize, even when they make allegations we think are false, and decried attempts by the media to censor the former president by saying journalists should examine their own standards after they fell so easily for false Russia collusion claims. But the journal's defense of its decision to not actually do journalism didn't get much support on Twitter. It's fun to use journalism to justify not doing journalism. (laughs) If there's one thing that we've learned, it's that lots of Americans are quite good at parsing voter fraud claims. Wall Street Journal editorial board, which is not in the business of breaking news, says it is breaking news by publishing Trump's lies, which aren't news. Speaking of Trump's lies, John Eastman, the dude that wrote the fucking batshit fucking memo, has been filmed calling Republicans spineless for not overturning the election results. We have the video. Yeah. What do you think if like I jump him down, like on the six? came down yeah he said he was coming down oh down to the capitol yeah i don't yeah i don't know because the the the, uh the breaking of the windows stuff had already started before his speech was over and if he got if he got down there then all of that would have been blamed on him i mean they're still blaming it but they would have had more well it, it was his supporters But he'd been planning on coming down, though. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. So, yeah. Uh, The whole thing was a a setup. I mean, it was a setup. Uh, John Sullivan, Antifa guy, got paid 60,000 bucks by CNN to break in and get video of violence. That's not true. There was no Antifa guy. Right? This is a fact. Um, The Oath Keepers... It's not a fact. Not just kind of wallflowers sitting on the side of the organization, but people instigating within the association, FBI uh, plans. Now, they keep making that point that there were people inside the association. I think there's fucking FBI agents that are in the Proud Boys. I think it's not that the, the fucking feds are trying to set them up. Now, we do have evidence of that happening in the past, Ruby Ridge for one, but fucking... I think there are legitimately members of the feds that are part of these Oath Keepers, Proud Boys, Three Percenters, all that bullshit. 
these were it, it was a setup, and and uh, you know, unfortunately, our guys walked into the trap. But so he would have gone down there if it hadn't been for the violence. Yeah. yeah. Like he, he he decided not to go because people were engaging in violence and breaking stuff. Yeah. Because I mean, he didn't want that. Right. No. And he, and he give me something to break. He said on his feet, go down there peacefully and patriotically and let your voices be heard, right? That's what he said. Uh, he said a lot of other things. A lot of other things. Mr. Eastman made the remarks in an undercover video filmed by Lauren Windsor, a journalist and creator of The Undercurrent, a web show that focuses on political reporting. Windsor had approached Mr. Eastman as a Trump supporter at an event for the Claremont Institute, a right-wing think tank where he works. In the video, Mr. Eastman is heard calling the Republican legislators spineless for not helping with a plan to overturn the 2020 U.S. presidential elections. Explaining their motives of overturning the election results, he said, I met Trump, Giuliani, uh, and me. We met with 300 legislators on the 2nd of January via Zoom conference call, and they all spinelessly wouldn't do anything, right, even uh, though we've given them all the evidence they wouldn't do it. Yeah, there was more to that video. I've, I've seen another part. You go check that out, but like, really sounds like he incriminated himself. Oh, here we go. Here's the other part. We're huge Trump supporters, and we were actually at January 6th. Oh, yeah. We saw your speech. Should I incite you to go down to the Capitol and riot? You actually incited yes. us. Oh, good. Very yeah. good. Very good. Because, you know, and the work that you're doing is just so critical to saving our democracy. Thank and it was you. like, we couldn't not support your work after that. Okay. Well, thank you very much. That's very yeah. kind. <laughs> thank you for doing the Lord's work. Well, and I, you know, uh, that's my old, I, you heard me say it. My old professor said, if you're not catching incoming flack, you're not over the target. And my God, I must be directly over it. Cause yeah. I, I don't think there's anybody catch as much incoming flack, maybe than other than Trump himself, than I have over the last six months. I mean, it's amazing. Well, but I read your memo. Well, you, you wrote a memo about how to subvert democracy, you asshole. I was floored that, that Mike Pence didn't do anything. I mean, why didn't he act on it? Because you gave him the legal reasoning to do that. I know, I know. Now it's And now, in a, in a piece in The Atlantic two days ago, they're already anticipating Trump winning in 2024, and they're using my arguments from that memo that they all said had no credibility to argue that Kamala Harris can block Trump's electoral votes. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like- just to clarify, the Atlanta, 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 the Atlanta article, the Atlantic article actually said that there may be Republican states that throw up nonsense slates of electors that. Vice President Kamala Harris may have to reject. Nothing. Nothing. About overturning a Democratic election. Like, I mean, come on, people. You can't. Seriously, somebody nominate her for a Pulitzer. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Except for not saying that, right? <laughs> but that's what they mean. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. all of your legal reasoning is totally solid. Yeah, yeah. It, there's no question. But, uh, but I mean, like, you know, just supporters. Like, why do you think that Mike Pence didn't do it? Well, because Mike Pence is an establishment guy at the end of the day. And all of the Who's still sucking Trump's dick at the end of the day. Very myopic view that Trump was destroying the Republican Party. And what
what Trump was doing is destroying the inside the Beltway Republican Party and reviving the Republican Party in the hinterland, right? What they all consider to be, you know, deplorable flyover country. And this uprising that Trump got ahead of, he, he didn't create the movement. The movement was there. Yeah. And he saw it and got ahead of it. Um, but no, that's big. Well, he didn't get ahead of it. He he fucking harnessed it for his own power. But he, he's right. The movement was there. It's been it's been going on for a while. It fucking Pat Buchanan and the goddamn Nixon administration was was spouting some of this nonsense. I always point to Frank Zappa doing a song about like 1986, 87 called "Jesus Thinks You're a Jerk," talking about the confluence of the evangelical right coming together with these business-minded Republicans to fucking subvert our democracy, basically. Oh, Echoplex, we had, uh... We had somebody come in here and pull the attack helicopter thing the other day. I think Adam banned him pretty fast. A rioter apparently has made some false claims in court. Prosecutors argue January 6th defendant made false medical claims while in D.C. jail. Federal prosecutors say that a capital riot, I'm sorry, I said court, capital riot defendant made false claims about his medical status while incarcerated. A court filing on Wednesday, the government said it has repeatedly been unable to sort fact from fiction in reviewing claims of mistreatment made by Christopher Worrell. Prosecutors said that the claims have often been refuted or at best unsubstantiated by the medical notes and records that the government later obtains. Worrell is accused of using pepper spray against a line of police officers during the riots. He pleaded not guilty in April to five charges in connection with the riots. Worrell was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and contracted COVID-19 while incarcerated, but the government largely took issue with a surgery Worrell received after claiming he fractured his pinky finger in May after a fall. Earlier this month, U.S. District Judge Royce Lamberth held two D.C. prison officials in contempt after a long delay in turning over medical records needed to approve the surgery. Something funky going on here. Prosecutors said Wednesday that they learned from the orthopedic specialist who treated Worrell that the surgery he wanted was not medically necessary and not urgent, but instead an elective procedure. The government further said that the fracture had likely healed sometime before October 14th and that Worrell had denied experiencing pain at rest from the fracture. Worrell canceled the surgery last Wednesday to seek a second opinion. Yeah, 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 there's nobody to root for here. The justice system sucks, and they might very well be trampling this dude's rights, but also he's a piece of shit that was involved in uh, uh, insurrection against the country, so. A QAnon influencer who calls Democrats pedophiles is an actual child abuser. (laughs) QAnon promoter David Trent has spent the last four years telling his tens of thousands of followers that the Democrats are pedophiles, working as part of a global child sex trafficking ring run by the world's elite. But what he didn't tell them was that he was the real pedophile. In 1999, he was found guilty of coercing an eight-year-old boy into sexual acts three years earlier and spent almost five years in prison. 
Prince followers remained oblivious because he was convicted under his real name, David Toshinsky. The link between Toshinsky, 70, and his alias was first uncovered by an investigation by extremist tracking website Right Wing Watch. God damn, they do such good work. A project of uh, People for the American Way, a liberal advocacy group based in Washington, D.C. Toshinsky, I'm fucking his name up, guys. Confirmed that he used the alias David Trent in a phone interview with Vice News on Tuesday morning. Or on Thursday morning, sorry. Kodoshinsky said he was planning on suing Right Wing Watch for publishing the investigation. But when asked what was inaccurate about the account, he failed to respond. They just put an end to your grift, sir. That's all. That's all. Kodoshinsky instead made outrageous claims about his conviction, saying it was a deep state plot to take him down and compared himself to disgraced former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn, now a prominent figure in the QAnon universe, claiming that he, too, admitted to a crime he didn't commit. I'm an enemy of the deep state, and I did what General Flynn did. He played guilty to a crime he didn't commit. Dude is listed on New York sex, offenders, uh, sex offender registry as a sexually violent offender, meaning that he is high risk of repeat offense and a threat to public safety. He's been listed on the sex offender registry in North Carolina, where he moved, but the name David Trent is not listed among the known aliases. Vice News raised this with Tadashinsky. He said he'd registered the alias with the state and said, I don't give a fuck what the website says. He looks like a piece of shit. Just say, I hate to judge somebody by their looks. But thank you, Right Wing Watch. Fantastic job. Now from the people peddling conspiracy theories to the people making it possible. To adopt a new company brand to encompass everything that we do. To reflect who we are and what we hope to build. I am proud to announce that starting today... Our company is now Meta. Our mission remains the same. It's still about bringing people together. Our apps and their brands, they're not changing either. And we are still the company that designs technology around people. But now we have a new North Star to help bring the metaverse to life. And we have a new name that reflects the full breadth of what we do. What? 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 Debate me? Fucking A, what do you want to debate? Fuck. 917-830-4359. Or you can hop in the Discord. Motherfucker, I do a fucking live call-in and and chat show. Debate? My dick just got hard. Scared, motherfucker. What the hell? I was getting ready to I was getting ready to show that. Scrappy. I have a screenshot of it. It looks like it looks like a bottle of sweet baby race. Yes, yes, yes. Nine one seven eight three zero four three five nine. It's kind of small on the screen. I don't read people's numbers out loud. Wow, we've got a real intelligent person on here right now. 
Fuck. Yes. Please debate me. Please. Please. I'm begging you. I'm begging you. Or you can hop in the Discord with me. Ooh, this is gonna be fucking fun. There's the link to the Discord in the chat. There's the phone number. Dude's like, are you scared? Motherfucker, I eat right-wing idiots for breakfast. Well, I don't know that you're right-wing. Caller, you're on the Troll Patrol. What's going on? Oh, yeah. That's right. The baby's here. The babies? I have no, I have no clue how that's still ringing after I answered. I am the amazing baby. The amazing baby. What's up, baby? I will debate you on any topic. I am the debate master. Are you a master debater? Yes. Cool. What? Do, well, I mean, like, I'm open to anything. Like, I even prefer you guys pick what you want to argue with me about. Okay. Okay. Here we go. The vaccine was made by Jeff Bezos. The vaccine was made by Jeff Bezos. Bam. Boom. Pop. Bam, boom, pop. You, you fucking got me. Okay, that's, a, that's one out. That's one out. You can pick the next topic. Okay, uh, healthcare. Uh, I don't know. We have things right uh, under Obama, I think. People should be allowed to have their own private health care if it's beneficial to them, but I also think that the government should step in for people who are underprivileged or can't afford their own health care and give them a somewhat decent health care plan. I, I'm, I don't know. I mean, it's hard because a lot of times, you know, they try to do a cheaper health care plan and it just really affects the insurance companies, which I guess, you know, people don't care as much about. But, yeah, I'm, I'm for Medicare for all and for private for people who want to keep their own private insurance. Okay. I think private insurance helps the economy. All right, cool, cool. Well, no, private insurance doesn't help the economy. That's 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 fucking stupid. I don't know if, I don't know if it is. Insurance companies are what's, one of like What's I mean, what's, I, I, what's what's I, I, what's what, what what's the number one cause of bankruptcy in this country? It at least it at least helps the stock market. That's not the economy. That's rich people. I mean uh, no, it's not all rich people anymore. Ninety something percent are like millionaires that own stock. More, more people. The average American, I think, it's up to fifty percent now holds some sort of stock or asset. The numbers up like four hundred percent over the last ten years. So it's uh, it's still something like ninety percent are millionaires. Yeah, I don't know. I just think you know. Well, first of all, I think you have a, like I don't think any person should should hold cash. I think holding cash is fucking stupid. I think. Most people, you're right, can't afford to save. So if you're saving money in cash, that's just absolutely retarded. Well, let's, let's not use the R word. Okay, I, I, I apologize. That was, that was insensitive. I think it's a very poor decision to save your money in cash. I think it's literally the equivalent of burning money. So what, what do you recommend? Bitcoin? Uh, gold, the S&P 500 index. Crypto, sure. Crypto is going to be a great asset. I, I mean, Bitcoin just I mean, crashed. That, Didn't they just lose like four billion in wealth like yesterday? Not, 
No, yes. no, no. It's, it, it's like near all, all time high. No. Like, it, it, it's at, it's at 62,000 right now. The all time high is 67,000, which was made last week. Bitcoin price crash sees hundreds of billions wiped from crypto market. Dude, well, like, like that just like, like it, it's a volatile market that happens. It, it, it's up and down. It, unless you've bought. Uh, you would have had the you, ju- you just said it was higher than ever, and Ethereum, no, Binance, I, Coin, I, Gardano, I, Solano, I said, Ripple suffered said, flash crashes said, of five to fifteen percent. This was yesterday, bro. But like, look, look, look at a chart. I like make this stuff up. I'm saying it's a volatile market. Sure, what's Bitcoin at right now? Bitcoin's at sixty-one thousand seven hundred and eighty. Sixty-one thousand eight hundred. Just so wiped out billions not- from people yesterday. But dude, that's people who literally bought it at the very top. Like, yeah, sure. Like, like yes, if, if you bought this asset at its peak, you might be down a little bit of money right now. If you bought it in the ninety-five to ninety-nine, wiped out time, billions. Like, dude, but like that's like such like that's such like a ridiculous argument. Like, like do you think that people shouldn't invest their money? They should just keep their money. So they lose five percent a year on inflation. If, if you save ten thousand dollars. Give me worth four thousand dollars in twenty years. The fuck are you talking about? Do you not know how you got like twenty three and two thirds percent plus twenty three and two thirds percent is what you, you just said to me. Do you not know how inflation works? Do you know how inflation works, bro? I'm saying your ten thousand dollars will be worth about four thousand dollars in twenty years. Four thousand uh, dollars twenty years ago will be worth ten thousand dollars now. But I just. But, 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 dude, you're telling me that this thing about crypto, how millions of dollars got wiped out. Billions. Yes, billions. Billions, sure. Yes, the market. Five to 15%. But, dude, but like, just, you, you can look at the chart. It's literally just constantly been going up for years and years. It's the greatest performing asset of all time. Quite literally. It's an asset that started with zero value and now it's worth $61,000. Oh, okay, but like, just explain to me. Oh, okay, but not Bitcoin. Why not put your money in the S in S and P five hundred index? It's going to be worth more in ten years than it is now. There isn't one time. Why do you think I have money? Most people, my fucking most people, my fucking tax bracket can't afford a fucking trip to the doctor. Hey, this this conversation got got segued. I'm uh, now I'm talking about finance. I'm just making the argument of why people shouldn't hold cash. I don't. I don't even understand what what that means. People, I'm saying, if if, if you are saving money, do not save it in cash. Buy assets. I mean, RB RB asks what physical stuff backs up crypto, and like crypto is pegged to the dollar. Yes, exactly. So it's a hedge. Exactly, it's a hedge against inflation. If the dollar loses value, crypto will gain value in, in, in USD. No, USD no. isn't worth as much. Yes, inflation works. Look at oil. It's the same thing with, with any commodity. The commodity price doesn't get lowered just just because the USD gets lowered. The USD gets lowered. It's just going to cost more USD than to buy that commodity. When you're talking about oil, you're talking about a finite resource. That is is getting Bitcoin. scarcer and scarcer, and that's the reason why the price has gone up. Bitcoin is also a finite resource. No, it's not. 
It is. Do you know? Do you know what finite means? Yes. So how do you say Bitcoin's not a finite resource? How is it not? It does. It, it's not real. I mean, I, I mean, it's very real. It's worth the trillions of dollars. There's there's billion dollar banks and billion dollar companies that are all investing millions and millions of dollars in the blockchain. And they're all fiat. And the Bitcoin is pegged to the fiat currency. It's all made up. Yeah, that's my point. It's pegged to fiat currency. So when fiat currency loses its value, Bitcoin will gain value. No, it won't. Ah, right, man. That's uh, I, I. I mean, I'm, I'm like I'm talking off off like. What causes inflation? The government printing money. Us printing an excess of, of money. Thank you, thank you. So now, what? How? How would you combat inflation? By buying assets. That doesn't make any goddamn sense. You tax the rich. Okay, sure, but like we're we're, we're like I'm, I'm talking about for the individual person. For an individual person, I don't who, I don't control want... monetary policy. The individual I have no control over monetary policy. No, yeah, that's my point. We don't control monetary policy. Uh, uh, policy. So what we're trying to do is at least I don't know from this conversation talk about. I don't know, what, what, like, yes, if you want to talk on, on the broader scale, what can we do to combat inflation? Yes, obviously tax the rich, and we should print lo- less money, we should start paying off some of, of our debt. These are all things we can do to combat inflation. Neither of us have, uh, you know, control monetary policy, obviously. So if the question is, what can people do to protect their money and to fight hyperinflation, then you could buy assets. Like Bitcoin. But you're, you're the one that, that said Bitcoin, but yeah, sure, like Bitcoin, but also like gold, like oil, like silver, like if. if, if but I mean, I'm I'm just saying, like people I know can barely you know scrape together money for dinner on a Friday night. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like like I said, I mean, the conversation kind of got segued, and I enjoy talking about finance, so that's <laughs> that's why I'm talking about this. Oh shit! Why'd you say the vaccine was made by Jeff Bezos? Oh no! Are you just being but, stupid? Yeah, no, I was trolling a little bit. <laughs> well, I mean, I welcome it. I do a show called The Troll Patrol. Yeah, no, it's a good time. Are like it seems like you and I agree on most things, though. Maybe not yeah. on the finer points of finance, but overarching, it, it seems like we're on the same page. So, like, why'd you want to debate me? I don't know, dude. It's fun. I'm fucking stone the board. Well, give me, give me something we're gonna disagree on. Come on. Uh, um, give me a second. What's your, okay, okay here's, here's a good one. Uh, actually, I, I, I don't know. I, I would say, I mean, it's just kind of like an outdated topic, but this might be something that we disagree on. Do you think that Trump's um, trade war with China was beneficial? No. Okay, I think it was. I think that that was the one highlight of, of his presidency. I can show you article after article talking about Trump's policy causing all the shit that we're going through right now. Like, will you agree with me that to the extent that a president can affect the economy, it takes a couple of years to see the results of? Oh, 100%. So we're living in Trump's economy right now, right? More or less, yeah. Well, there you go. So how is Trump's trade war with China beneficial? Listen, I'm just saying for long term, our deals with China were not efficient. China was getting the much better end of the stick for a long time, and it was because we were buying a lot more product for, from them. Which, didn't, when, didn't, it, when he did it, the it, trade war, didn't he have to fucking give subsidies to 
farmers because China wasn't buying soybeans anymore? Yes, yes. But I, uh, my, my point is that the trade war lasted. It got resolved in, what, maybe like six months to a year, and we did get better deals out of it. No, no. I think the pandemic happened. Everybody quit paying attention, and now we're, we're suffering a global supply chain inflation. Uh, fair enough. I honestly don't know as much about this topic. I was just looking for something we, we disagree on. I'll, I'll, I'll try to think about something else I'm more informed on. Uh, give me another one. What's something we disagree on? Come on. Okay. Do you think that the Green New Deal should be implemented in its entirety, the way that it was written? It hasn't been written. Well, the, the, the way that AOC pr- pr- proposed it. It's a broad proposal at this moment, yes. Would would you agree, though, that she proposed it, not literally, but sort of to set, like, a benchmark, kind of like, like how you would negotiate? You ask for this much, and you meet somewhere in, in the middle. Because I don't think the policy, uh, it, it was written, or how she presented it in any way. What, what is the policy, exactly? It was basically to put, to invest about $100 trillion into... Which, which is a fucking stupid number, but invest $100 trillion in, into renewable Did you pull that out of your ass? Because I've not heard that no. ever. Look it up. Look it up. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up right now. Hold on. No, no, no. Keep talking. No deal. $100 trillion. Oh, okay, uh, 93 President Trump said the Green New Deal will cost $100 trillion. Oh, okay, well, it, it seems like Okay, so I'm missing the actual numbers around maybe like 60, after reading this, I'm going to say it's probably around 65, 70 million, because it says that Republicans are saying the price will be 93 trillion. Trump's saying it's 100 trillion. Over, over so how many real, years? Real, I think it's by 2030. Well, so shit! Like That's like, like, do you know how much we spend a year? Do you know what our budgets are? That's, That's uh, not a big number. Our budget. 7 trillion? A year, seven to ten trillion. The fuck, Tom? How much are we spending? Like, we're spending like twenty-seven trillion a year. Yeah, but to devote like, 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 yeah, but that's for everything. I don't know. My my overall opinion is though that like I don't know. If it, but twenty-three if trillion is what we spend in a year. So you're talking about a proposal over what you said, twenty thirty-five? That's 14 years from now? 15 years. 14 years, sure. that's, that's not a lot. That's not a lot. So, what is that, then? You figure that's, what, like, $6 trillion a year. So I don't do fucking math. 20%. So, about $6 trillion a year, so that's about 20%, 20 to 25% of what we're spending total. But now, what so happens when the one... U.S. invests in infrastructure? Oh, yeah, we do well, but, like... Ah! ah there's benefit to infrastructure spending. No. There is benefit, but it's also something that has to be, I don't know, it's something that would have to be done carefully because we're not, people don't realize how many jobs revolve around oil. Don't give a shit. Don't give a shit. Don't give a shit. I'm from eastern Kentucky, dude, and that's all I've heard my whole life is like, oh, the jobs revolve around coal. There are more people that work for Sears Kmart Company that work in the coal mines now. Like, I do not give a shit. Sure, I'm not saying that it should be done. I'm saying that it should be done smartly. I do not give a shit what you think about smartly. I think it's not smart to continue to burn fossil fuels when we know it could uh, lead to runaway greenhouse effect. 
I mean, yeah, dude. I'm not like I'm an environmental major. No, no, nobody likes fossil fuels. Like it's obviously shitty, but like we can't just like you're an environmental major. Yeah. Then, then what year do we need to get completely off of fossil fuels in order to make sure that we don't trigger a catastrophic climate change that could wipe all of human existence out? Studies are extremely varied, but general consensus is like 2050, 26, 2055. No, no, no. When's the tipping point? Uh, I don't know if, if it's a, actually a, a date that's the tipping point. I, I think it's more just like the total amount of carbon. That it's we, in the next 10 to 15 years, once we reach that, what, 3% of carbon? Yeah. The thing is, though, those models are, like, you, you got you have to take the models you read with, with a grain of salt because they're widely, widely varying based on which ones you, 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 you read, take an obviously. assessment of all of them. We've got a, a range of models that are showing different outcomes i know how to do this you do a meta-analysis yes yeah and the meta-analysis are telling us that we have like 10 years to act and if we don't don't it's catastrophic you're you're telling me we need to get off of fossil fuel smartly and i'm saying we need to fucking save the planet smartly sure sure but like it's not like 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 the thing is though it's the other countries we really have to have to worry about. I don't know if, if if you know this, but did you know oil demand in the next five years is actually projected to increase, not decrease? And oh, I'm aware. A reason why, and the, the, there's the main reason why is because you look at all these developing countries like India and countries in Africa, and they're becoming more wealthy. And as they become more wealthy, the people in their country are going to be able to afford cars. And that and that and, is a and that is a fucking. A boon for their future because they don't have all this already existing infrastructure. They can actually build a clean infrastructure. So thank you. Yeah. The, the, see, the the main problem is that you know these, these you know a lot of these countries. I'm not trying to say like oh these like shitty you know foreign countries are all corrupt, but like a lot of them are, are corrupt. And are they going to choose the route? That- have you seen the United States, motherfucker? You want to talk about corrupt? No. Uh, uh, okay, man. I'm not being like. Accusatory. My, my my point is that a lot of these countries are going to choose to, to do it the cheap way, not what's best for for, for the environment. And you the just described the and United States. Yeah, bro. I'm not like you know. I'm not like you know, Mister America here. I'm not like. Well, we're Americans. Don't worry way. about other fucking countries. Worry about our policy that we actually have some control over. All right, fair enough. My my, my point is though, you know, well. I mean, we're going to talk about uh, Americans. Don't worry about. Uh, well, my point is, is the developing about. countries. The argument that you're making is like the fact that they don't already have all this existing infrastructure is good for them. They can go ahead and skip the dirty infrastructure and go to building clean infrastructure. Sure, they could in like a perfect world. Are they going to? Probably not. Well, not with that attitude, dumb fuck. What, uh, uh, okay, so I'm gonna should I like tweet about it. Hey guys, let's uh go carbon neutral this time around you know you guys well that's better than that's better than sitting around jacking off like protecting exxon and bp's fucking profits and then like making an emotive argument about other countries i mean like i i I could just you know talk about what the ideal scenario is you know what everything would be like in a perfect world i'm talking about what what the real world is and what's i'm talking about the real world that if we don't change things we're going to kill ourselves off yeah Agreed. And you agree with that? Yes, I, I, I do. But I'm saying what's actually happening is that oil de- demand is rising. And like, fuck. 
And? And I think a lot of our investments. I don't know. Have you looked in the carbon capture at all? It, it doesn't exist yet. No, it, it, it does exist. Not unlike any, like, scale where it's actually really noteworthy, but it exists on very small scale, more just a, as, like, a proof of concept at this point. But that's what I, I think we need to put... Are, are you familiar with geoengineering? Uh, I mean, no, I'm, I'm into politics. Okay, well, the basic concept of uh, geoengineering is basically that there are things, uh, obviously they're like theoretical at this point, but there are things that we could do artificially to combat climate change. And that's what I think we should be investing. Yeah, like getting off of fucking uh, uh, oil. Sure, sure, sure. Yes, yes, sure. But I'm saying to combat climate change, that's already happening. Because even if we got off oil right, right now, even if today we went completely carbon neutral, we wouldn't be fucked, but like, you know, the Earth would have to make some major adaptations, and like, we're gonna have to, no matter what. Like I said, like today we go carbon neutral. It's not just like every, everything's fine. You know, we're still gonna see states like New Jersey and fucking New York City. You know, they're gonna be underwater in a hundred years. Yes, that's why it's urgent. You just described why it's so fucking urgent to kill these industries. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, dude. You have to look at what the fallout would be of just killing like a twenty don't trillion care. dollar global industry. What's the fallout of none of us being alive, dude? I mean, we we'd be dead. My my, my point is though, is that like the damage is done. We're gonna continue burning oils. We have to figure. We out, don't have to. We have to. Um, I, 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 I mean, but like, you know, you can't just shut down the world the e- e- economy. We wouldn't have that to. Was, we have nuclear, we have wind, we have solar, we have tidal. I mean, n- nuclear is arguably more t- taboo than oil even is. People fucking hate nuclear. I personally love nuclear. I think nuclear is sick, but just has such a bad stigma around it. Well, I mean, it, it could also wipe us off the face of the earth. Yeah, sure. And there's also the waste with it that, you know, we just fucking store it in places. It's kind of like your carbon capture bullshit. It's the same concept. doesn't actually get rid of the carbon. Yeah, well, I, I, I mean, nuclear waste could be properly stored. It just usually isn't. Like, it, it, it could be put, you know, basically it, it just involves making giant uh, underground 10 feet foot thick cement, you know, chambers and storing it there, but... You know, no, nobody's going to fucking do that. But if we had more in, in, intense re- regulation on it and we just had countries that were using it that were re- responsible, then I think it could be very efficient one day. Because to go completely green off just solar and wind, yes, we could do it, but it is going to be a... And tidal and nuclear. Did, did I just say just solar and wind? No, you didn't. I don't know why you're being so, so mad. But you wanted to debate. No, I, 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 yeah, uh, uh, okay, you know, fair enough, you got me there. But, um, okay, well. Touche. Yeah. I mean, t- Tidal is as efficient as you think. There's a couple companies that are starting now. But, I don't know. I, I do definitely believe in nuclear. If we could ever figure out nuclear fusion, we'd be fucking set. 
but that's uh, arguably even riskier. We actually, um, there was a breakthrough recently in uh, nuclear fusion technology. We were able to contain a nuclear fusion reaction, I think, for like 0.000001 of a second, some incredibly small number, but it showed that it, it could be done, which is pretty fucking cool. Yeah, that, that's that's super cool. But what does that have to, to do with you simping for the oil and gas industry? I'm sorry, you, you broke up a little bit there, bro. What does that have to do with you simping for the oil and gas industry? Oh, man, I wouldn't know if, if, if it's me simping. It's more just me simping on the, on the economy, I guess. You're just repeating their, their nonsense lines. Well, like, I, I just don't think it's, it's completely nonsense. How? Listen. How? How? Because, dude, like, like, listen, think about, like, what happened with the financial crisis in, in, in 2008. A, a, a major American market what turned out to be fraud, got decimated, and it collapsed the American company, partially collapsed the, 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 collapsed the American economy, not company, partially collapsed the global e- economy. Six million people lost their homes. Ten million people lost their jobs. And, like, you know, things were really bad for a long time. Now, imagine what would happen if you took an industry that was twice the size of, uh, of the housing market industry and is on a global scale and just completely decimated o- overnight. It would be chaos. Well, that was one that was a, a gross oversimplification of what happened in the financial crash. I mean, uh, the, the fucking financial crash was like almost 100 years coming. And there's a lot of governmental I mean, policy to have to do with that. I don't, I don't, I don't see this like... I don't see what the deal is. Why are you so protective of oil companies' profits? Dude, it's not, it's not profits, though. Like, yes, they, like, obviously these companies are, are, are making profits. profits. Are you telling me some are... engineer on an oil rig can't go find a fucking job somewhere else? An engineer? No, but a miner can't. Why can't a miner? Uh, I, I mean, he can. Sure, he can get a job at McDonald's. He can get a job at fucking Walmart. Listen, I'm, I'm saying that we need to put programs in place for a transition of, of, of these people. Start by companies like Exxon and companies like Chevron. Hey, 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 I've got a great proposal for putting programs in place. We just make college free for everybody. Yeah, I, I, I mean, sure, but that was, that's like another thing. It just like won't happen. Why won't it? Because these are, like, what do colleges bring? Probably, like, trillions of... Like, you, you, you have to realize, like, what the... But you know that's, that's a recent for, for, like, thing, college. right? You know that didn't exist when my parents were college age, right? What, pay for college? The government covered almost college. all of college for baby boomers. For private institutions, too? Public universities. Okay, yeah. What is that? Like, like I, there weren't like, this. There weren't a shit ton of DeVries and all these private fucking institutions back then. There were like public colleges. I mean, yeah. What you're saying? Sure. What you're I mean, saying is okay. Here's my here's my here's my position. Back, you know, fucking 50, 60, 70 years ago, back when America was supposedly great, we had a high corporate tax rate. We had uh, government funded. Uh, medical care and higher education. We had a, a, a high minimum wage that was worth about $22 in today's money. And I want to go back to that. 
Listen, I don't know. I just feel like, like the, the like what it comes down to is I agree with you on almost everything in principle. I just don't think a lot of these things work in practicality the way that a lot of people think that. Like, it but they do. That you have to join with me and make that happen. Listen, bro. I, like, here's the thing. Like, yes, I agree. Minimum wage should 100% be, be be raised. People should be able to to live on a salary. That, like, you should be able to work for 40 hours a week and work in minimum wage. You should be able to have life's necessities. You should be able to provide living for yourself. You should be able to buy yourself food. Have well, a car, we have we shouldn't work for 40 hours a week. Like, I, like I think we should have like a 24 hour work week. But I mean. Fair enough. I I, I kind of did disagree with that, to be honest. So, you disagree with that? Thing, so 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 here here's the thing. If you if we want to have humans working twenty hour work weeks, people working twenty hour work weeks, then we'd have to rely a lot more on automation and AI, so? which a lot of people are scared about. Oh, oh AI taking our jobs, but like. You even think right now about no 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 no, no. hold on hold on hold on people working a twenty four hour work week one doesn't doesn't limit you to just working twenty four hours what that does though is drive up the cost of labor oh, oh okay but here here's the thing you, right now we are we're in a labor shortage would, would you agree there, no 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 not at all. What do, you, what do you mean? That's just a fact. Look at unemployment numbers. Look at you, they're in pre-pandemic every, levels. Every place has a, has a fucking oh, but you did. You haven't been watching my show. Then you haven't seen all the stories that we've done about people that actually tested this out and put in a whole bunch of applications and never got callbacks. Because what it is is companies that took out PPP loans had to act like they needed to hire people. They weren't actually hiring people. This is fucking corporate propaganda you're seeing. There right, is no enough, labor man, shortage. Listen, and if there is a listen, labor listen. shortage, it is good for us. That's a good thing. We want labor it scarcity is. because it drives it up is. the cost of it labor. Is. So why are you bitching My about that? Is. Why are you talking like you're a, you're a fucking billionaire or some shit? Dude, I'm just trying to be realistic. Like, you're trying to say no, 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 no. What you're doing is you're repeating the fucking shit you've been programmed to believe by corporate media. It's, it's not fair if, if, if you're just going to talk and be like, you're saying this, you're saying this, you're saying this, and then I try to say something, and you're like, no, 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 you're talking for, for, for the corporation. Let me finish my, my thought. Okay. Small businesses. We all love small businesses. How is, is a small business going to be One of the people on this line is a small business owner. Which one, who, 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 which one of us do you think it is? Right, sure, but like, do not think this is this is why I fucking hate. I I've been having an argument with somebody on the internet today that kept saying small business owner, small business owner, and I said, guess what? I'm a small business owner. Now I don't have employees, but I contract out to people. I've never paid anybody less than like twenty dollars a fucking hour because I I value people's time. A lot of small business owners are the same way. So we actually have to compete and we have to be good. So we're probably paying well above minimum wage as it is to retain good talent. Okay, but like things like restaurants and fucking like like they just like can't afford twenty two dollar an hour minimum wage. Fucking like every restaurant like 15, is TGI 15. Fridays or Chili's or fucking like <laughs> Cheddar's and shit. I don't know. That, that, they can afford to pay it. If you if you've got a good local restaurant, they're pro- they're probably paying their staff well, and that's why they're able to keep a good clientele. Denny's did a study, and it proved that paying people more actually produced a better customer experience and made companies money in the long run. Yeah, sure, man. I'm, I'm sure they're like, 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 according to just like, like specific 
specific studies like that, like you gotta realize there's a, there's a million counter studies. You know what I mean? Like these people are gonna get the results that they want to produce from from these studies. I'm sure I could find you a, a study about how a, a twenty or a projection about how a twenty dollar minimum wage would bankrupt bankrupt half of the small businesses. Well, I can tell you that's not true because we used to have a twenty dollar minimum wage. That's what the minimum wage was worth in today's dollars. What are you saying? Like wait, inflation? Based on inflation and worker productivity, the minimum wage in like 1970 was worth $22 in today's money. Huh. Okay, fair enough. I don't know. I think we were at a, And a guess when there were more small businesses in this fucking country? Because Henry Ford figured this out, what, like a century ago, that when you make sure your workers have enough money to buy your product, your, your fucking business does better. Would you agree? Yeah, I agree. The economy just isn't what, what, what it used to be. I mean, there's... More the economy isn't what it's used to be thanks to fucking monopolization and consolidation of businesses so that they fucking can leverage their ability to hold the job market over our heads and fuck us up the ass while they make fucking billions. And you are simping for them and, and, and spreading their propaganda that you've been programmed to believe through their corporate media. Uh, I don't know, man. That's... That's a lot. That sounds kind of conspiracy. I'm not, like, no, I'm, no, no, I'm no, 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 no. What do you think I'm you... Why do you think you, you said the thing about the labor shortage? You don't think that fucking phrase was planted by the corporate media? I don't know, bro. I watch a lot. Like, yeah, sure, you're going to say it's a corporation. I, 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 I follow the, the stock market very heavily. I watch a lot of independent stock news, and they're all talking about how the, how the labor shortage is affecting... A whole bunch of stuff. rich people are talking about a labor shortage. Wow. Dude, stocks are all, 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 all for rich. See, that's something that's going to fuck people up. Because if people think that, that they have to be a billionaire to invest, no. You can start investing with, with $50 and you can save money for your future. That's something that's... The democratization of finance is something that's going to help close the wealth gap. No, I think a strong labor force that makes a good wage. And I don't want just a living wage. I want a thriving wage. I want fucking strong unions. I'm always on the workers. See, that's I'm always coming about it from what's best for workers, and it seems like you're not because you've been programmed by media to think that maybe you think you're doing what's best for workers because, like, this, this idea of the economy, but you're just repeating their propaganda. I don't know, man. I'm, I mean, I'm not like a small business owner. I'm not employing people. I'm just trying to be re realistic and just say, like, what is like, what's most likely going to happen? Like, like, are we going to see a twenty-two dollar? You're you're saying you're not a small business years? owner. You're talking to a small business owner about what you think a small business wants. Where I'm advocating for the opposite of what you're saying. Do you understand you how that wild that is? You just said that you don't employ people, so I don't really see how how that's relevant. Well, I contract out to people all the time. Well, I don't employ people because most of the shit that I do is, you know, on my own. I, I have a talent that's marketable. Yeah, no, I, I, I understand that. That makes sense. I'm just saying that's why I don't think it's relevant for this conversation. I've never paid anybody less than, like, good money for the job. I, and, and small business that? owners are like me. We, we get good people. We're, we're not wanting just the bare minimum. So, you oh, don't... Shit. So, so I just got charged with... Crazy. Did that happen earlier? You what? He got charged with, with a sex crime. I got charged with a sex crime? What? No, no, uh, Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York. 
Oh, yeah, we haven't done that story yet. Uh, it was a misdemeanor. Crazy. I don't think it was a sex crime. Well, but I haven't read the story fun. yet either. When I do this show, I'm like, I'm coming at it fresh. Right. I feel you. Right. But okay, okay. Let me let me let me let me come at this a different way for you. Do you know what the living wage is in, in the state that you live in right now? The li- the living wage. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm from New Jersey. I'd say it's like maybe like uh, fifteen to eighteen dollars an hour. I'd say it's probably closer to twenty. But fifteen to eighty—it's yeah, it's, it's at least fifteen in almost every state. That's mm-hmm. the—that's the living wage. So, if an employer is trying to get somebody to work for less than the living wage in their state, for less than forty hours a week, which is full time right now, without benefits, would you agree they are are exploiting them? Yeah, one hundred percent. See, here's what it comes down to, though. Like, I'm kind of trying to play devil's advocate. I like, uh, and like. This is something where we disagree slightly on, so I'm arguing for the other side. You think it should be 22. I think 22 is a little bit high. I think it should be around 15, 16. But 22 is what it was like in the 70s. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I understand that, but like, I don't know, just like... the, the current 15 is what it should have been fucking 15 years ago. All right, man. Like, f- fair enough, I, I guess. I don't know. My opinion is that now is not the right time because a lot of businesses... Now is the, now is the time! We, I, we, I, I think wages we, have been flat in this country for 40 years. You know that, right? Yeah, but I, I just think the economy needs another year of post-COVID recovery. The problem with the our economy is that poor people don't have money to spend. When you give poor people money, it is a boon to the economy. I mean, we've been doing that through stimulus. Have we really? I mean, I mean, since COVID, at least. I mean, I bought a TV with my stimulus, but like, I've I've been working remote since before the pandemic. I think most people use the stimulus to actually provide for their needs and shit. A lot of people pumped money into the market during COVID. We'll tell you that much. There was a large amount of, of retail money that, that came in. Yes, and it helped the economy. Started. We have the proof that it helped the economy, giving people money. Yeah. That was my original point. Giving people money is yeah. a boom for the economy. I'm, we haven't given I'm out a stimulus in how many months now? Eight? And the economy's starting to tank. Uh, mm. See, but then you come into a problem with, with hyperinflation, though. Like, we can't just keep on printing money. Exactly, you've got to tax the rich. You can't let Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and all these fuckers suck out something that is finite. But, I mean, listen, I'll, like, again, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. So, I'm just, I'm being realistic with you. But, so, what is the percentage that the top 10% pay in taxes out of the total tax pool? It's around, like, like 80%. No. Should it be higher? Yes. Oh, oh, you're saying their share paying taxes. Yes. Once again, that's a Republican talking point you're coming at me with. Dude, I, I, okay, like I said, I, I, like, you know, we're you're, you're, debate, You say so. they, are, they account for like 80% of the taxes collected, but when you actually average out their tax rate, they're paying a lower tax rate than me, a poor person. Are they Much, not? much lower. Some of them Is as low true? as like 2%. Are, are, are you sure about that, though? That just yes. Right. I'd, I'd really love to see some... Do you know what the Panama Papers are? No. 
Do you know what the Paradise Papers are? No. Do you know what the Pandora Papers are? No. Will you do me a favor and Google all three of those after you get off here and then get disgusted? Uh, Yeah, fair enough. The Panama Papers, the Paradise Papers, and the Pandora Papers. Okay, yeah, I'll look it up. It will be very enlightening Uh, for you. Right, yeah. No, I look forward to it. I'll definitely do that. All right. Throw another topic out here before we get off. Uh, one more. Um, here, give me a minute. I will try to think of something good. If you think of something, you can say it too. Um, yeah. I'm just trying to think about something that we probably disagree on. Um. Do you think Hannah Gadsby is funny? Yeah, I do. I haven't heard enough of her stuff to make a assessment. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't think she's bad. Oh, oh, okay. Um, I don't know. I, I, I had a, I had something that's not as political, but I still guess, I guess it's kind of political that you might agree with me on. It's more uh, about what's PC. So, have you seen some of the hate that Dave Chappelle's getting? Oh, God. Dave Chappelle is one of my favorite comedians, yes. So, I'm under the belief, personally, that while there's some topics that shouldn't be joked about, if you're going to see an R-rated comedian, you like, it's comedy. You can't really fucking complain. Okay, here's my thing, is Dave Chappelle gets to say whatever the fuck he wants to say, but, like, Twitter gets to say anything back that they want to say back to him. And he shouldn't complain back. That's just how that works. I I, I agree with that. I have no sympathy for Dave Chappelle saying he's canceled. Yesterday I did a story about Stephen Donzinger. He was uh, sent to prison on behalf of ExxonMobil. Stephen Donzinger is actually uh, being cancel cultured. That is actually government tyranny. But I don't hear a single goddamn right-winger ever bring him up. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I think it's just because nobody really cares about him. It's not very, like, polarizing figure. No, nobody really cares about Stephen Donzinger, the human rights lawyer that got arrested by Exxon, or, I'm sorry, Chevron. Does anybody, like, like do people know who he is, though? That's my point. Like, everybody knows who Dave Chappelle is, like... I think everybody. I think when you're being imprisoned for being a lawyer and winning a lawsuit against Chevron, and you're being imprisoned by Chevron, I think you should probably be. That's my point. Is why is everybody talking about Dave Chappelle when we have an actual example of cancel culture? I think it's just like you know the reason I said I'm not saying it's right, but like just nobody knows who the fuck he is. Nobody knows who the fuck he is because you're talking about goddamn Dave Chappelle for some reason. Because I'm just bringing up a... And here's the the thing, is you are painting Dave Chappelle as a victim, but all this controversy was good for the special, and he made more money because of it. I'm not painting him as a victim. My question was basically just, do you think that comedy should be free, I guess, uh, I'm trying to struggle how we're we're this. Do you think that comedy should be free of cancellation and kind of like, like, like the PC cancel culture that we've encountered with it 
I think what you're talking about is cancel culture is an absolute... And I'm a comedian, by the way. I'm a comedian who has been banned from multiple venues for what he said. And I don't think that's cancel culture. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, fair enough. I think that's me facing the repercussions of what I said. And I was saying incendiary things to get a rise from people. So was Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle said something incendiary in his fucking special to get a rise out of people. He knew what he was doing, and he's wrote it as a marketing ploy. That's my issue. I don't see it as an issue to be debated with anyone. I think uh, the whole idea of cancel culture is trying to shut up critics online who also have a right to free speech. I agree with that. Okay, so I don't understand why I don't understand why people keep bringing up Dave Chappelle. Because, I don't know, Dave Chappelle's the fucking boy. I don't want to see him with my guy down like this, man. Did you, what'd you call him? He's, he's, uh, I said he's my boy. But you said you, you don't want to see him down. He's up. Like, this has been good for him. Yeah, financially, but, like, you think he's actually happy with this? Like, you think he's happy everywhere? He thinks he's a piece yes, of Yes, he knew what he was doing. He said an incendiary thing on stage to get this exact reaction. He knew what he was doing. He's not a he's not a dumb person. But like at the same time, he's like presenting this as, as, as like you know this is like an R-rated comedy. It should be like free free of judgment. If you're if you're going to an R-rated comedy comedy show and you're gonna bitch about something being offensive, like that's just I, I don't know. Okay, uh, George Carlin had a very good critique of this very issue because a lot of people love to bring up George Carlin, like oh George Carlin wouldn't survive in today's culture. No, he absolutely would. George Carlin has a bit about how you can joke about rape. And in that bit, he talks about it's where you put the emphasis. It's how, you you know, it's about punching up instead of punching down. That's not the way, that's not the phrasing he used. But that's how he said it on stage. Okay. But, like, I don't, like, Dave Chappelle isn't canceled. Dave Chappelle gets to say whatever the fuck he wants, and he gets to wallow in in the millions for doing it. And he's and that's that's the thing that I'm pissed off with Dave Chappelle is because he used the trans issue, an issue he shouldn't be talking about. Stick to stick to racial shit. Like I stick to sex and drugs. It's what I know about. He used the trans issue as a marketing ploy to create a a fucking outrage about his special. And he's above that in my mind. Okay. Do you think weed should be legal? Do I think weed should be legal? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. What about shrooms? Fuck yeah. I legalize all drugs across the board. Bang it if you want yeah. to, bitches. Yeah, no, I'm with you. All right, bro. I, uh, I enjoyed this. I thought on your stream. I did, too. I, I, I'm, like, I'm sorry if I yelled at you a little bit. It's kind of my brand. Nah, bro. I, 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 I feel you. It's all, it's, no, I, pre- no, I appreciate you calling in and having an argument you. with me. Yeah, no, no. It's a good time, bro. I enjoyed this. <laughs> Have a happy Halloween, too. All right, brother. I'll probably call you again in like, a couple of days to do this again. Please do. Next Let's do it. On stream. All right, brother. Peace out. Peace. Well, that was fun. Yeah, I'm all for people coming in and be like, can I debate you? Uh, hopefully, my, it was still ringing the entire time. I don't know how the fuck I did that.
Oh shit! What were we talking about? Zuckerberg and his barbecue sauce on the shelf. Gay oh. hey, Steve still in here? I don't think he's Steve yet. It's too early in the evening. Zuckerberg announces Fantasy World where Facebook is not a horrible company. This is a Vice News article. Whoa, is this in the video? I just saw that one little clip. Is this in the fucking video? I'd watch this. Kind of Pixar bullshit. Moments before announcing Facebook is changing its name to Meta and detailing the company's metaverse plans during a Facebook Connect presentation on Thursday, Mark Zuckerberg said some people will say this isn't the time to focus on the future, referring to the massive ongoing scandal plaguing his company relating to the myriad of ways Facebook has made the world worse. I believe technology can make our lives better. The future will be built by those willing to stand up and say this is the future that we want. I will agree with Zuck that technology can make our lives better. It has made our lives better. Corporate interests are what ruin every fucking thing. Just like Facebook ruined the internet. Fucking Facebook ruined Facebook. I used to really enjoy Facebook. Costco raises its minimum wage to $17 an hour. This week raised its starting wage for hourly store workers in the United States for the second time this year as business hike pay to draw and retain workers amid a labor shortage. Costco told employees last week that it would increase its minimum wage from $16 an hour to $17 an hour starting on Monday. Costco has around eight, uh, 180,000 U.S. employees and 90% of them work hourly. By the way, this is something I want to do a video if one of you guys can give me the numbers on this. We kind of touched on it on the call. Can someone find for me... I looked and I couldn't find the info. Can you find what percentage of minimum wage workers work for a corporation? What percentage of minimum wage workers work for a corporation? I I would almost guarantee it's got to be more than half. I would assume it's something like 80-85%. This idea about small business, that's what I'm getting back to. This idea of small business. Most people making minimum wage aren't working for a small business. They're working for goddamn Walmart being subsidized by the federal government. Costco's latest pay bump comes as many retailers, restaurants, and other service sector employees raise pay, offer signing bonuses, and sweeten their benefits package in response to struggling hiring workers. Struggles to hire. I'm not high enough for this shit. My bowl, my bowl is empty. Starbucks employees now have the right to unionize. Partners win labor board decision today. The NLRB, the National Labor Relations Board, ruled in favor of partners and will allow U.S. to vote store by store. With this decision, we will now have the ability to win the first unionized Starbucks in the U.S. 
ensuring our right to unionize. Makes my heart happy. Let me hit the content warning on this one. After after happy news, we're going to go into fucking criminal justice, and I'm probably going to yell. A city's attempt to cut Texas man's grass leads to a standoff, a fire, and his death. Well... An attempt by Austin, Texas officials to serve a search warrant and provide lawn care resulted in shots fired, a hours-long standoff, a house fire, and a death. They went all Waco on this dude. Police officers and code enforcement officers arrived at the house at 9.16 a.m. to serve a nuisance search warrant but could not make contact with the resident. The warrant was left at the door and contractors for the city's code enforcement began working on the lawn. About an hour later, the residents started shooting from inside the house. They immediately backed off. They got all of the staff that was working on the house to safety, and a SWAT was called. Uh, a SWAT call was initiated for a barricaded subject. The SWAT mental health officers and a crisis negotiator arrived on the scene, but could not get the man to come out of the home, leading to the lockdown of a nearby elementary school and the closure of several streets. What spent the next several hours trying to negotiate with the individual just simply come out of the house. At about 3 p.m., the resident started shooting at officers again. And because of the immediate threat, they made entry using a robot. The robot helped officers determine that a fire had been started in the home and was quickly spreading. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if the cops somehow set the fire, even if it was by accident. Officers still couldn't get the man to come out of the house as it became fully engulfed in flames. But then the man exited through the garage with weapons in hand. At this time, a SWAT officer shot and struck the resident who went down with a gunshot wound. All this because they wanted to fucking force the dude to cut his lawn. Fuck off, city. I... I had a coworker do that same shit. Like when I was working at a TV station. One of my coworkers. We had to do a news story on how he wouldn't cut his goddamn grass. He was sitting in the production booth. One of the one of cuz like I want to say you're a property owner, you know, let your grass grow as, as high as you want. But, like, if you're in a residential area, you have the worry of snakes, other animals, overgrowth and shit. It's an absurd story, but, like, there are safety concerns. Just letting your grass grow wild. But also, I think yards are bullshit. We should probably all grow vegetables in our our, our living space. Uh, officers got the man away from the house and treated him before he was taken to the hospital where he died. It's unclear what caused his death. I'm going to assume it's the shot. Oh. 
I think this happened in the Northeast. A New York State trooper on Wednesday was charged with murder, manslaughter, and reckless endangerment over the death of a girl that occurred during a high-speed chase last year. This is according to the New York... Fuck me! I can't talk. This is according to the New York Attorney General's office. Christopher Baldner rammed his car twice into that of Tristan Goods and April Goods last December near Kingston, New York, resulting in their car flipping over multiple times after being hit by Baldur's police vehicle. The car went over a guardrail and into the New York State Thurway's southbound lanes. Wow. The incident began after an argument broke out between Tristan Goods and Baldner. April Goods requested to speak with Baldur's manager. That was a cop, right? I like I've not I've not heard anybody be like I need to speak to your manager to a cop. Usually they say supervisor, but I watch a lot of, you know, First Amendment audit videos. <laughs> so April Goods requested to speak with Baldner's manager, after which the trooper reportedly uh, sprayed pepper spray into the car. Tristan Goods then took off with Baldner in pursuit. Baldner reportedly endangered the lives of three people in September of 2019 using a similar maneuver. With So this isn't even the first time he's done this shit. Baldner's hearing is set for November 4th. If found guilty of the murder charge brought against him, Baldner faces a maximum sentence of 25 years to life in prison. Good. Also, programming note, next week the Kyle Rittenhouse trial begins. I want to go ahead and prepare you guys. Like, I think the most likely scenario is a hung jury. Then I think it's 50-50 whether he's convicted or, like, I think it's 50% hung jury. Like, 25% he walks, 25% he's convicted. I would say the most likely outcome is a hung jury. And if the if the prosecution does a good job and proves their case, there will still be a couple of people, possibly just one, that will not convict the motherfucker no matter what. So prepare for that. I think the trial is scheduled to take about three weeks, so it's probably going to be closer to Thanksgiving when we actually get a verdict. I will carry the verdict live. Probably not going to carry the trial because, like, it's not... I, I'm not opposed to carrying any trials live but this this one why it while it has effects in our culture it's still not the, like just the minutia of the trial is not pertinent I don't want to do anything just for sensationalism Andrew Cuomo charged with forcible touching a misdemeanor sex crime I'm sorry maybe if you're still here I think I, I said it wasn't a sex crime I'd it's a sex crime Depends on what your definition of a sex crime is. Former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo has been charged with forcible touching, a misdemeanor sex crime, according to documents filed in the Albany City Court on Thursday. Criminal complaint alleges that Cuomo placed his hand under the blouse of the victim and onto her intimate body part. Now, that is not sexual relations, according to the lawyers in the Paula Jones deposition. I'm sorry, I've been watching American Crime Story. The incident allegedly occurred on December 7th, 2020 at the governor's mansion. So this is the whistleblower that we, we actually played the video. She did an interview. 
the charge is a Class A misdemeanor, which is punishable by up to a year in jail or three years probation. He'll probably get the probation. I'd love to see him go to jail. Ain't gonna happen. Uh, then again, uh, he's got some fucking political enemies in New York. Maybe, maybe. Alright, this is the story we did last night. This is close to where I'm fucking from. Mom defends man pageant where high school students gave lap dances to staff and is annoyed that the story got out. We're reading from The Blaze. Do we actually have the mom's comments? Here we go. County after images taken during a homecoming event were posted online. Now they include pictures of students in lingerie and bikinis dancing on teachers. The school is receiving backlash on social media from parents who are calling the incident inappropriate and disturbing. LEX 18 Sophia Millar hears from them. Well, yeah. Says the photos don't tell the whole story. Now we do want to warn you. Some of you may find some of these images disturbing. Details now on the LEX 18 Big Story at 6. The pictures were originally posted on the Hazard High School Athletics Facebook page, but have since... So they, the school actually posted the pictures. ...cases of students to protect their privacy. We are told it was part of homecoming week celebrations. Tuesday was costume day, and there was a man pageant in the gym. These are some of the images receiving the most criticism. They appear to show scantily clad students giving lap dances to faculty and staff. Others showed female students dressed in Hooters costumes, carrying mugs that looked like there was beer in them. And in others, students and staff appear to spank or paddle each other. It was just really shocking whenever I first saw it, and um, I, I almost couldn't wrap my head around it. Hazard mom Jenna Smith has a family member at the high school and kids in the district. She says the event should have been shut down the moment an adult realized students were undressing. I think that they should have at that point said, hey. Apparently the fucking faculty were the ones encouraging it. It should have never been conceived in anybody's fucking head. I know this is a joke, but let's stop. This is inappropriate. Mom Holly Lane disagrees. It has been taken completely out of context. There are only photos being shown on the internet. No videos. What context could you add to that that would make that okay? By the way, the, the principal is in one of the pictures. He's also the mayor of the town. So the photos don't show the teachers pushing the children off of them. Lane's sons and his friends participated in the homecoming event. She says pushing the limits and embarrassing teachers is part of the fun. If everybody is perfect, then I would say, yeah, maybe we need to rethink something. But until somebody can prove that something is going on here, other than just homecoming week and teenagers being teenagers, then I'll, I'll support my kids. The way that I think about it is I think that, yes, the kids should just be kids and they should be allowed to have fun. But is giving a lap dance or witnessing um, somebody else give an adult a lap dance, is that a child appropriate activity? And to me, it is not. 
Lane says she doesn't believe a line was crossed. Um, none of my children have been hurt. None of the teachers have been hurt. Hazard Independent School Superintendent Sandra Combs says the district is looking into the incident. The district is investigating the incident, and after the investigation is complete, appropriate action will be taken. One of the administrators in the pictures is Hazard High School Principal Donald Happy Mobellini. He's also the mayor of Hazard. We reached out to Principal Mobellini this morning and have not received a response. The superintendent. Oh, I'm sure. No further information will be released. How is he still the principal? Complete in Perry County, Sophia Millar, LEX 18 News. I don't know what to say to that. Or the fact that the Blaze Media is promoting the woman that says it was taken out of out of context. He's, he's white and rich, but like, this is supposed to be a very conservative area. It's supposed to be a very Christian area in like the heart of the fucking Bible belt. There's probably more churches in that town than there are fucking uh, commercial buildings. I'd, I'd almost guarantee it. There are more churches in Hazard then there are commercial buildings. I put money on it. That's why I said it's supposedly a conservative area with Christian values. I, I, and Glenn Beck saying that, you know, or I'm, I'm Ben Shapiro saying that the right is trying to cancel pornography in schools. Blaze Media comes out the next day. He's like, oh, no, we're going to promote pornography in schools. What the fuck? Just fucking wild. Yes, yes, there you go. Well, I mean, Ben isn't supporting this. Ben isn't, this is the blaze, this is Glenn Beck. I just happened to see Ben say yesterday... That the that the right is is trying to ban pornography from schools. I have not seen Ben talk about this specific instance. I wonder what he would have to say. I hope this is fun. It might not be. This is another one of those uh, because I interact with. Right-wing content so much because Facebook thinks I'm a right-winger. This is one of the podcasts, shows, streaming show, whatever the fuck you want to call it, that it suggested to me. This dude paid money. Jake Jacobs paid money to have me troll his ass. Now, I contacted Mr. Jacobs and told him that this was going to happen. It looks like those those little white dots right there. I'm assuming he's blocked my messages. He's just fucking shut me off. So that, that's all he can see. I told him, drop by, defend yourself. We're going to talk about woke Halloween. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, just a fascinating movie. Um, 
I actually went to, uh, what do you call it, Guinness in, in, in Dublin, went to the Guinness factory, was able to tour the factory and enjoy a nice pint of Guinness. And according to a study at University of Wisconsin in Madison, Jake Jacobs, uh, Ph.D. Healthy for you, very good for your heart, is full of micronutrients. Uh, I actually went to a city called Waterford, Ireland, and it was fascinating, amazing Viking history. The crystal Waterford's known for Let's get the proud, proud of that. Get the woke thing. Halloween. But very ironically, it is also one of the highest areas that actually is getting got COVID and, and actually is getting COVID. So it's puzzling a lot of people as far as the efficacy of the vaccine. And I, I don't know. No, they have a high vaccination rate. So, of course, the number of people to me, I believe, uh, working, but uh, the ramifications of uh, medical and, and societal are, are very great, very deep. Um, and we've yet to be able to have time to really study the vaccine on a number of different levels through peer reviews, etc. I know they're even talking about no, no, wrong, wrong vaccines. I think the thing that bothers me about this whole situation with the China virus and the vaccines is that really, when you look at it, uh, Joe Biden is actually punishing those who don't get vaccinated. He gets quite epileptic. He gets quite mean, quite caustic when it comes to him mandating and demanding that businesses across this land get vaccinated. And he, he very flippantly and er or vaccination or get tested every week. And yes, we should be so we can get the virus under control. You're a dumb fuck, Jake. Arrogantly will attack those who've in America in a free society decided that they're not going to get vaccinated. Like many of those like myself who have natural immunities and would rather let my God-given. You do not have natural immunities and please let your God-given immune system Catch it again, please, please, please. Do you know how many videos I have played of dumb fucks exactly like you? Talking about like how they're not going to get the vaccine. That died. That died. It was just, it's been a parade of right wing dumb fucks dying because they didn't get vaccinated. By the way, Jake Jacobs, only uh, only about 70% of people who contract COVID actually develop the antibodies. Just because you've had COVID doesn't mean that you're going to produce the antibodies and that you will have immunity. So please, motherfucker, talk on Superman's cape. Please do it. Natural immunities fight it. As you know, I, I, I got COVID last year. I was sick. I was sick for a good week or so, uh, but I pulled through. I know there have been friends of mine who've gotten sick, one that just recently uh, died from it. Uh, and it was last year. The reality of it. But yet when, when, when the COVID, the so-called science behind COVID became a political um, maneuvering, a political ploy that was used by... By the right. Democrats to man... No, by the right. And to have an punitive measure against those who have have chosen through our own studies whether it be the israeli or the danish or the cornell university some ivy league schools the israeli study that was bullshit eh being much more efficacious than this no 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 that's not at all what that said johnson um uh, uh you know vaccine 
plus the, the money with Big Farm. I, I, I wasn't really planning on going there today on this. I, there were other topics that we were going to Yeah, I, was, I thought we were going to talk about woke Halloween. It popped into my head when I realized that what was happening in Ireland is throwing a kind of a puzzle for a lot of people to figure out. Because honest to fucking God, I was, I was going to clip this, but like if he's going to talk about vaccine nonsense, it's going to get me taken off of YouTube. I'm not going to be able to clip it. Fuck you, dude. Fuck you. Maybe when we get to woke Halloween, I'm going to have to intro it again so I can clip it for YouTube. What is the efficacy of, of the vaccine? And, and we're told that if you have the vaccine, you're safe. Um, and yet we're finding that people you- with it who've been vaccinated are getting it. Nobody said you're safe. You're like 99% less likely to die from COVID. And that's a fact, you stupid fuck. You know, getting the China virus. So even if you say it's the variant, even the, you know, the, the people, scientists still don't know exactly what's going on. I still am convinced China was nefariously behind this. They know a hell of a lot more than you do. I got to tell you a story before we move on to this woke commercial that was done by the Mars company, Mars family, uh, the Twix. Oh, came this is what I want. Back in the 19, I'm going to say late 70s, early 80s, probably early 80s, I was working for uh, a, a grocery store called Safeway. And normally I ran a department. I ran either a dairy department or a frozen foods department. And I was called. I want to fight God. I'm a JRPG fan. I saw that meme going around the other day. It's like, you know, uh, oh yeah, you're a JRPG fan? Name seven final bosses. And the dude's like, God. That's on me. I made it too easy. Yes, yes. All to help bag the groceries uh, at the front of the store. And as I was begging, I, I have to admit, I get maybe uh, quite uh, goofy and personable and chatting with the customers and just I would do that kind of stuff so I wasn't bored at work. And I'm begging the groceries and it happened. Let me tell you, you're a shitty broadcaster. You're not making any eye contact with the camera. You're fucking like looking down, playing with your hands. You're not a very good talker. As if I'm one to talk. I've been fucking up my speech for like the last, you know, 30 minutes or so at least. I'm trying to look down. I don't know what happened to me. Um, is signing his check. And God, I- is a number you cannot count to. I admit it, I was being a little nosy. His name was John Pillsbury III, right? And he was a taller gentleman, and he had a big pot belly. And I looked over and I went, oh, my God, John Pillsbury. And I poked him in the belly, and I went, tee-hee-hee-hee. And, of course, for those of you uh, from my generation. I want to say there's like a clip of a little kid or something that's on, like, laughing gas. And he says something about wanting to fight God, doesn't he? saying I thought I was being hilarious that the checker the girl was checking out the groceries would looked at me like what did you just do you know and the other big kids big boys were laughing at me and this gentleman looked at me and he says do you think you're the first person to do that that's not so funny I was you know 20 21 year old kid thinking I was funny now you may say well what are you bringing that one up for well it relates to uh, the Mars Inc or Mars Hold on, hold on, hold on. Now we're going to hear about Woke Halloween. This is Jake Jacobs of the Jake Jacobs Show. Apparently he has a PhD. So far, I feel like it is a doctorate in absolute bullshit. Dude has been full of it, and 
I'm just going to assume he's not going to be with us much longer the way he's talking about uh, his vaccine hesitancy. But Jake here is going to tell us about a commercial he saw on the TV, apparently, that hurt his fee-fees. And he's going to go on a rant about woke Halloween. So let's hear about like what a woke Halloween is. What did you just do? You know, and the other big kids, big boys were laughing at me. And this gentleman looked at me and he says, do you think you're the first person to do that? That's not so funny. I was, you know. 20, 21 year old kid thinking I, I was, fucked it up. I got the time wrong. What are you bringing that one up for? Well, it relates to uh, the Mars Inc. or Mars Family Candy Bar. The Jesus, like the that. Jesus wing. That's been going on uh, around the, the, the Twitter. People talking about the Jesus wing. Sounds like you're talking about Jesus's penis. Well, like I like that's been a thing. Uh, I, didn't they used to like call it like trigger trunk or some shit like that? Like when I was a kid, there was the Jesus wing kind of thing as well. Billion dollars. Oh, by the way, this is a quick aside. I used to drive my boss nuts because when we had the end of the night, had to clean out the grocery store, and make it look good. They call it facing. We had to face the aisles. When I'd come to pineapple upside down cake, I would turn the pineapple upside down, upside down. And my boss would walk by and he'd see that the next day. Jake, can I see in my office? Yeah. Quit putting the pineapple upside down, cake upside down. I go, boss, it's upside down. It's supposed to be. I would do all kinds of crazy stuff like that. I don't want to bore you with the shenanigans I would pull from back in my Safeway days, but I guess that's how young college kids got got through a, a long day at work after a long day at the university. But anyways, back to the... Try it again. One more time. Here we have Jake Jacobs from the Jake Jacobs show. Apparently, he saw a commercial on the TV that hurt his fee-fees. And he's going to give us a little uh, lecture on woke Halloween. Now, I invited Jake to stop by and talk to us. I believe those little not filled in dots right there means that he like stopped accepting my messages, but I told him about what time we'd be on. We're a little behind because of the caller, which I greatly appreciated. If you guys did not hear the caller earlier, we had a lively discussion. Agreed on more shit than we disagreed on, but it was lively. But Jake is going to uh, go off on Woke Halloween because a candy bar commercial hurt his fucking feelings. Mars Inc. So Mars Inc. worth literally almost $100 billion. The Mars family, I think, goes back well over 100 years. You know, they have a various, what, they have Twix and I think Snickers and Mars bars. Oh, M&Ms. They, 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 they crank out, I think, like, I don't know how many millions of M&Ms every day. Well, they've gone... They own pretty much all the fucking candy. I'm going to be showing live a commercial that I just, as far as I know, just came out yesterday or a couple days ago. It's a two-minute long commercial, which is really long for a commercial. As you know, they go between, normally between 30 and 60 seconds. But, so I just want to set, it's a Halloween commercial, and this kid is at home. His parents aren't at home. Spooky. Home alone, I don't know. Already we got negligent parents, right? And, um... A witch comes... No, both parents are having to work because you guys decimated the family. And she's a witch, and she comes uh, she comes to the door, and this boy, 
uh, is wearing a dress. Okay, he's wearing a dress. So remember yesterday's program, so? we talked about gender fluid, and we talked about uh, transgenderism, and BBC saying there's 100 different genders, etc. Well, obviously, you know, we talk a lot about how... No, you're an idiot. Like, I didn't even know until somebody came in here and started talking to me about, like, the, the 50 genders, 100 genders. Where you guys got that shit from? That it was Facebook that had a bunch of different fucking gender options. No, male, female. Those are words that humans invented to describe nature. Nature is messier than that. You have people born with both sex organs. You have people born with no sex organs. And you have everything in between. Gender is not binary. It is a false dichotomy that you fucks want to create because it makes you feel better. You know, politics flows down from culture. Well, we have a situation now where commercial, something as theoretically inane and simple uh, and innocent as a candy commercial. Innocent? Has gone. Commercials, first of all, commercials are not innocent. They are taking up valuable real estate in your mind. I think it is psychological terrorism. I think commercials are fucking evil. On us has gone uh, transgender on us, has gone gender fluid. I don't know if the kid is so young. I don't know if he's gender fluid, transgender, or just putting a dress on. But obviously they're making a statement, and it's a, it's a way to plant the cultural seeds through commercials. And we're seeing that more and more and more in American culture. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So let's play the commercial for my live audience to see, and hopefully the podcasters, you'll be able to get the gist of it once the dialogue starts. Kids in a dress, which is at the door. Bite-sized Halloween. Now I'm going to go ahead and say, like, he said it was a commercial. Judging by the aspect ratio of somebody who makes fucking social media videos, this looks like something that was made for Instagram or Facebook. Hi. I'm your new nanny. I don't need a nanny. Well, your parents seem to think you do. What's your favorite color? Black. Other than black. Oh, um... Charcoal? <laughs> Why are you all dressed up? It's not Halloween yet. Can I help you? Are you a good witch or a bad witch? Do you want to find out? Yeah. Honestly, the commercial's not bad. For a commercial. I'm still wearing my princess dress. Do you want to wear it? Hey, you! Princess! You look like a girl. Why are you wearing that? Dressing like this makes me feel good. Is that your nanny? Yeah. She looks weird. You look weird. Your nanny looks weird. You guys are both weird. No, we're just different. Boys don't wear dresses. So clearly, the kid's a fucking bully. And the right-wing idiot's gonna come back and defend the bully. Because a kid wearing a dress hurts his feelings. 
We should go. Will he come back? Yeah, probably. Come. <laughs> That's cute. Now you see the the young boy um, who's wearing a princess dress because he wants to feel good. Yeah. Remember, we're living in a day and age of feelings, uh, transcending biological facts and the reality of. We live in a country where we are free to express ourselves as we want to. And you know nothing about biological fact. I just explained that to you. Geneticists, biologists would love to tell you how wrong you are, Jake Jacobs. What's your PhD in, motherfucker? Being men and women in life, right? And then she frolics off with the witch. Well, she's a wicked witch because she just got done uh, destroying or killing or whatever. The bully! Care of these young kids who dare to say, you know, hey, you're, you know, you're, you're different, you're weird or whatever. So I don't know if they, she killed them, but the point is all you see left are where the kids are gone and you see their cape, their Halloween stuff sitting on the grass. So I, I know you may say, hey, it's just a commercial, just a sweet little candy commercial. It's much, much more than that. Anybody want to take a guess at what his PhD is in? Anybody want to take a guess? Anybody want to take a guess? Anybody want to take a guess? It's not going to surprise anybody. Not going to surprise a single person. Ah, uh, Adam, you're not far off. It's actually theology, the the more reputable of the <laughs> degrees. Divinity is like the really bullshit one. Nope, nope, it is, it is theology. Because it really does reflect this woke leftist worldview. Now, I think it's fascinating, by the way. I think by now many of you know the story of the Let's Go Brandon, their... Uh, our Let's Go Brandon signs, Let's Go Brandon shirts. So there was a NASCAR guy that was being interviewed. I think it was by an NBA. Yes, yes. A bunch of stupid-ass right-wingers are grifting off of their stupid-ass fucking followers. By the, They're all like printing out these uh, uh, Let's Go Brandon shirts. Let's Go Brandon merchandise. It's absolutely fucking stupid because you guys can't cope with the fact that you lost the election. See news reporter about his victory. And yeah, the real school equivalent of a divinity degree. You're right. That's a good way of putting it, Adam. Yelling out, F Joe Biden, F Joe Biden. And she hears it and she translates it as, hey, they're saying, let's go, Brandon. And of course, obviously, that's not, that's not what's happening. And so what's been happening is a number of rap artists, musicians. Who well, I'm sure you love kinds of music. I know my daughter's into rap. I know a lot of the students I've had in the past are into rap. It's just not my thing, although I have to admit that once in a while there's a good beat in there and there's some good poetry within it, you know, but maybe I'm just a boomer who's a little out of touch and too stuck in classic rock and roll and maybe the music of uh, the Rat Pack, Frank Sinatra and Sammy Davis Jr. But anyways... Oh, God! These, there's been a plethora, a, a number of Let's Go Brandon songs, and right now they have the top four spots on iTunes Top 10. Number one is Let's Go Brandon by Tyson James and Chandler. It's the kids who are out of touch. Um, 
Number two, oh, wait a minute, Tyson, wait a minute. featuring Ty, oh, by Brace and Gray. Number two is Let's Go Brandon uh, by Loza Alexander. The two- I am a huge Dean Martin fan, but Frank Sinatra has a lot of issues. Another version of Alexander's song, and a third version, Let's Go Brandon, Loza Alexander's remix by God's Child Holds Down, number seven. So number one, number two, number four, number seven. And they're being canceled. Wow. Well, I'm used to that. YouTube loves to cancel my stuff, and a lot of a lot of people who dare to speak out the truth in America today, right? But um, <laughs> oh, really? Did they cancel Echoplex Media off of YouTube because they speak the truth? Do I keep getting taken down from YouTube because I speak the truth? I would assume you're going to say I'm not speaking truth. So what's the reason? You want to act like you're a fucking victim. This is freaking it. So people are learning how to go around this through Rumble and another of other various, uh, uh, you know, social media outlets. So I just want to play for a little bit this song. Let's go, Brandon. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. Are we done with the fucking woke Halloween thing? And like, did we already go past that? That was what I was wanting to make fun of. Goddamn. Because I've already done enough of this Let's Go Brandon fucking bullshit. Because the Bryson Gray guy actually paid me to fucking watch a stupid ass video. And that's like, you guys don't have any talent. You guys got money backing you. That's all it is. That's all it is, Jake Jacobs. Bryson Gray came in and paid me $50 to watch a stupid ass Christian rap video. You paid Facebook to show me your ad. That's how I knew about your woke Halloween. Which just amounted to you being a bully to a little kid. What a piece of shit you are. I know you think you're pious. You can go fuck yourself, dude. You and your God suck. You guys ready for some puppies? Ready? You ready? I think I've got a pity this time. Landline have an ass. She's somebody's dog. No, fucking hit me with the country music. Fuck off on that shit. What the hell? Fucking TikToks and your goddamn music. I would have liked to have heard the puppies go. They brought some puppies home to, I don't know if it's their older brother or what. Oh, it says his babies. That's a big old happy tale. So this is his babies. Oh. So she's meeting her babies for the first time. Like, I don't understand how they got separated like that. Was he a stud and they used him for breeding and they brought the babies by later? Is that is that how we get this instance? It's adorable. Happy tales make me happy too. 
Fucking producer Dave was still in the stream just a few minutes ago. Are you are you guys not on? There gonna be some echoplex on here when I go over here. Oh shit! Maybe maybe producer Dave is taking the night off, or maybe I've got my time wrong. I thought he would be on nine. Oh, I'm an hour early. Okay, I'm sorry. My apologies. Let's go to, uh... Some things never oh, change, no. but getting up. Let's go to, uh, let's go see Polly. We haven't crashed Polly. We're goat versus fish. You guys been in here when we've crashed goat versus fish? I'm a big fan of goat versus fish. Yeah, yeah, we're we've got a synergy going on, so I'll go ahead and dump you guys over with Polly. She'll take real good care of you. Or not, I don't know what you're into. I'm sure she's willing to oblige. Join us tomorrow night, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific. Hopefully, Sparkles will be here with me if her sick ass can actually make it over here to my apartment. For the Friday Night Freak Show Halloween special. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before we hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin'. We'll see you tomorrow night on the Freak Show.